Riley, how's it going? Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Jake, how's it going? Not bad, not bad. Um, so we're gonna do. Uh, I think we're gonna talk about. I forget what uh, episode number this is. I've lost count, but we're going to uh, do some uh, NFC over unders. Of course, you can already catch the uh, the AFC version of this podcast already been recorded. And um, hang on, let me check. But uh, yeah, we already uh, already did the AFC version, so um, gonna do the NFC. And, uh, yeah, well, before we get started, I uh, just did want to mention that uh, you can catch uh, all of my uh, written work at Jacob's NBA blog. Uh, I think it's in Jacob's NBA blog or something. I don't know. Um, and then uh, just want to just mention that uh, two uh, Patriots legends have passed away within the last week. Um, Sam Cunningham passed away today. And... Uh, David Patton passed away. So, uh, you know, rest in peace to very Patriots players. Um, and uh, yeah, so yep, you can catch my stuff at jacobnbablog.wordpress.com. And uh, yeah, let's get into it, uh, Raleigh. So let's start with the NFC East. Um, start with the Philadelphia Eagles, Raleigh. Um, over under is six and a half. Over, I'm going to say seven and ten. I, I know some, but I know a certain listener who might not be uh, thrilled with this prediction. But uh, yeah, so explain. Why, why, why are the Eagles going to win over six? Nation is quite simple. So you, I do not. The every team is going to get better. I know the Eagles are probably the weakest. I still think they can get two games out of the six, and there will be home games if they win. I still think that I think Philly's one of the best home advantages you have in the in the NFL. Um, so there'll there'll be two wins there. If I recall correctly, the NFC East. Who who are they playing? I know I know it's not that like AFC um, wise. Is it the West and AFC West? Hey, I don't think so. No, we might be. Um, I think it's the AFC West. Well, if it's well, even if it's the AFC West, I. There's only like two solid teams. Like I know Broncos and stuff. I still think they could they win at least one game out of those. I I think they they can get to seven wins. Um, I think uh, their defensive line is very good. Um, well, their secondary is a little suspect, but I still think they have a team that can get to seven wins. Now I know they have a rookie quarterback. I mean rookie, uh, well really really a rookie quarterback and head coach. I know that Hurts is just his second year, but he only started like the last couple games, like four or five games. And uh, I know I'm not like a Hurts fanatic, but I still see this team being able to squeak out seven wins. Okay, so um, so before I get into my pick, I, I forgot to mention I did tweak some things off of what we talked about last. Um, podcast and, and some of the tweaks go into the the NFC. So while you actually aren't gonna or, or might be surprised with some of what I'm gonna say, but just you know, in the AFC, I actually gave the NFC one more win. AFC over in general, in general, one more loss. So I took lot I took wins away, one win a piece away from Jacksonville. So they're down down to five and twelve. Um, I took a win away from Miami, so they're now eight and nine. 
I took a win away from Baltimore. So they, they are now 11 and six and they swap playoff position with new England, new England. Now number five, Baltimore now number six, I gave wins to Denver to put them at nine and eight. And I gave a for Steelers to put you guys at seven. and nine. So changing my position for the Eagles, I'm looking through the schedule because I haven't been able to look. They don't only play the chiefs, but they also play the Buccaneers. Yeah, it's not. It's not. That, that, it's not. They're under for sure. Because I was thinking, I was thinking they they their schedule is more favorable since they didn't do well last year. That is a brutal. Like, I mean, and just I mean, is the this. NFC South really that hard outside of Tampa? Then we'll get to that division. But no, but here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing. They play, they play uh, Falcons first. I think they could win the Falcons. Then they play really? the 49ers. They play the 49ers though as well. And yeah, guys- I mean, the NFC West is not ideal. Honestly, the entire is, – is the NFC West – I mean, is the NFC in, like, general going to take, like, a single game off of the NFC West? Well, so they, they don't play the, they don't play the, the NFC West. They just – so I don't know how they did this because – oh, you know what it was? 49ers sucked last year. So they yep. got the bat in the stick there. So that's why oh, they right. – Oh, no, never mind. They don't play the NFC no, but they still play the 49ers. That's bad now. That's probably the worst, honestly. That's probably the worst hand ever dealt in uh in NFL history. Because the 49ers are not a true last place team in the division. That's no, I mean you, you you see that in the uh you see that in the AFC though too. Like I know our schedule is, you know, we have the we're third we were third place and we have the Browns and the Chargers who we but, both have playoff teams. So Yeah, but but after seeing that schedule, they're not winning six they're not winning six games, I don't think. Or six and okay. a half. Yeah, yeah, there's okay. no way. Okay, so you're coming uh you're coming back to where I am um a little bit. Uh I am very much an under on this one. Um I have the Eagles winning four games. Um uh, I I like Jalen Hurts. I, I might even like Jalen Hurts more than you do. But the problem is, and, and I think they have they have good young receivers that he could grow with. So I, I'm a Devontae Smith fan. Um, but here's my problem. Number one, their defense in their secondary could just be really bad. Number two, I think there's a pretty decent chance. And maybe he turns it around later and, and, and grows, grows and learns on the job. Maybe not. I think their coach might be really overmatched. Like this guy might be the worst coach in the world. So I, I don't believe in that guy at all. Like I don't know if you've heard him talk at all, but he just sounds like he's just completely out there. He, I don't know if he knows what he's doing. Like I, I don't know. Um, so I, I, they have five win count, but I knocked a win off their total because I don't believe in their coach at all. So. And this is a this is actually a team I uh I actually added a win to when I went back in. So I actually had them at three wins, but I, I now I have them at four. So yeah. Um and yeah, and, and this I, I I know our friend E, you know, this will make him happy because that'll put the Eagles in the top five of the draft. Which I know is what he wants. So I don't want anything else on the Eagles. Or should we move on? got it we got okay. it all. all right so next we have the giants um i am going i am actually going to go over um 
I wasn't under on this one, but when I went back and, and reassessed and made a couple tweaks, like, like I mentioned I did, I, I bumped the Giants over. The over-under is seven. I have the Giants going eight and nine. My The pluses here to me are, are I am a fan of their coach. Um, I, I like Joe Judge a lot. I think he could be a very good coach in the NFL. I think special teams coaches really get overlooked a little too much because um, for head coaching jobs, because like to be a head coach, deal with players on both sides of the ball. And that's what a special teams coach does. They, they, they work with players on both sides of the ball. I, I really don't know why some of the out there don't get more consideration, but um, anyway, anyway, I, I think judge can be very good. Um, I like their defense, their defenses uh, as, long, as long as they can uh, get, get enough pass rush. I know that was a need spot for them in the off season. It, it will be very good. Um, my concerns are this and, and also, Oh, 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 they added, uh, they added some receivers. That's also good. Um, cause that was a neat spot too. They maybe even went a little overboard. Like, I don't know if they needed to both sign a big free agent and draft one in the first round, but you know, they're, they're deep now. If they have an injury, it probably won't matter that much, you know, unless it's the Galladay. So, you know, that, that, that'll be fine. My problems are this. I don't really believe in their, certainly not a problem exclusive to the giants, but, um, I think for, for a general manager who, well, I don't think he's done a great job there, but, you know, not a bad maneuver to get that extra first-round pick next year, uh, which I'll get to in a second. But um, he's always been focused on linemen in his career, and I think it's a little odd that he's, like, you know, entrusting this, like, young, like, some of these dudes come out of, like, third-round picks and fifth-round picks and, you know, I think that's a little, you know, weird to kind of have this shaky offensive line and like not really address it. I think they would have been better off going tackle in the first round than receiver, for example, um, or guard or something. Uh, but whatever. Um, so I don't really believe in that. I also, this is the big one. I don't really believe in their quarterback. Um, I know, I know there's Raleigh, you mentioned some stats to me that Daniel Jones is better with Saquon Barkley, but I just got to see it. And Saquon's health, too. That's another one. Um, will he be 100% this season? Probably not. Um, he'll probably come back and be some percentage of what he will probably something short of 100. So, um, and I, I just don't think Jones is a top 20 quarterback in the NFL. Um, so it's hard for me to give the Giants a winning record. This is the best I can I can get to eight in a weak division. And, and, and you know, they'll be in the mix for the division and, like, Week 14, we'll still be talking about them, I think, in the division race, but they won't ultimately win it. And uh, that that's what I got. Raleigh, what do you think? said seven over under, correct? Yes. Perfect number. I, I think that's I think they got right because I'm looking at this, this schedule and it's pretty brutal. So they play so they play the Broncos first. Okay, they could probably win that at home. Then it's Falcons okay, so they might be two and one if they're lucky. Then Saints at home, I mean away, Cowboys away, Rams at home, Panthers at home, Chiefs, Nears. I mean they they play. I, I just I don't see how this team um, gets eight wins really. Um, they'd have to be very lucky to get eight wins, and that's that's pretty much all. I, I like 
I like Daniel Jones bet more than uh, Hertz for sure, but um, I don't. See, I like Hertz better, but I don't trust. I don't trust Barkley at all. I think Saquon Barkley was a waste of a pick because he he's legitimately always injured. He could be next generational talent if he wasn't injured all the time. But that's pretty much all I have to say. I like their defense too. Um, I think it's a up and coming team. But their schedule is too hard to actually win eight eight games this year. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Like I said, I actually had before I went back and adjusted. I actually had the Giants six wins, so I do think this is a really good over underline. Certainly, if if you're into that, I I probably wouldn't touch this at all. Um, but uh, yeah, I uh, you know I think you know six to eight, you know seven is good. You know anything in that range, you know I think that's fair. You know just competent but still lose more than they win and um you know certainly i think who goes win seven or eight games like we're talking about i think we'll probably next off season you know again good job by the giant extra first round draft pick um from the bears who we'll get to but you know that's a shrewd little trade that if they do need to make a change at quarterback um you know that that maneuver in the draft this year they can trade up or there's probably going to be some veterans out there. Look for the giants to be in some of those conversations too for Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson, stuff like that. Um, look for them to be in those conversations. Um, point they decide to move on to Daniel Jones. Um, any, any thoughts on that or, or are we ready to move on? I think we're going to move on. I, I think we're, we're pretty much in agreement here. Okay, so um, the next one is uh, Washington football team, and this is eight and a half. Um, and, uh, yeah, I am going – this is the team that I believe is going to win this division. Um, I think they're going to go 10 and 7. I think um, – will they be a great team? No. Will they win a playoff playoff game? Unlikely. But I think they're good enough, and I think they've improved enough that they can take this weak division this time and and have a winning record uh, while doing it. Um, I, I think they've I think they've really gotten better, and it's going to show. Their defense, which is already very good, they draft uh, Jamin Davis in the first round. Linebacker was really like the one spot they could have used on their defense, and, and they they added that. Um, I mean, at least once we got to the draft, because they signed William Jackson to free agency to upgrade a corner. So we all know how important corner is. Um, so that's that's a that was a really nice move. And then offensively, like they were not a good offensive team last year. Um, their quarterback play. I know Alex Smith was a great story, but like let's just call it like it is. Their quarterback play was not. Alex Smith was uh you know he was their best option by far, and they won. It, it shows that they won as much as they did with Alex Smith and, and at the rate he was producing, um, you know, but, but he wasn't somebody who you're going to win a ton of, you know, you're going to be able to contend with at this point in his career. Right. And then you have, um, you know, it's like, and it's, you know, you have all those Dwayne Haskins starts and all those, you know, Kyle Allen starts. Well, those are Patrick in there now. Um, and Taylor Heineke who, who played well in the playoffs last year. So, um, loss so uh you know i think fitzpatrick is he a bridge option yes he is but he is a, he is very good for a bridge um just look at how how 
you know, he, he was in Miami last year. Um, you know, he can, he can, he is capable of making positive plays. He'll throw some picks, but he's capable of making positive plays through, through the air. Um, and then they upgraded at receiver. Receiver opposite McLaurin was a real weak spot for them last year. And they, um, Curtis Samuel, who, you know, that broke my heart. One of the free agents that I really wanted. I thought he was, um, I thought he was going to be a steal for someone. And then they signed him. I love that. And then obviously Chase Young going into his second year. Uh, I mean, that guy is going to win defensive player of the year awards. He is. So he, he is on his way to being the best pass rusher in football. So um, I think their defense is going to be one of the five best in football. And I think uh, it, it will be the best unit in the division. I know some people would say the Cowboys offense, but I think it will be Washington's defense. And I like Washington to win this division. And again, the, the line for Washington to win this division is like plus 220. So just saying. Um, but yeah, Riley, what do you think? Look at the schedule, and I think this team team's ceiling is eleven and six, and I think their floor is nine and eight. Um, and I I, I think that because of the defense. Um, also, Fitzpatrick is an upgrade of what they had last year. I know Alex Smith did pretty well, um, but he was also injury prone. I mean, like obviously, so he was definitely hampered. And so I think this is their best best quarterback they've had since peak or uninjured Alex Smith. And with this defense, that's all you really need. I mean, look at the – this defense reminds me some of the uh, the Bears' defense in, like, the 2000s and that the one that uh, actually carried um, Rex Grossman to the Super Bowl. Now, I don't, I'm not saying that's going to happen this year because I think the Bucks and Packers are too good. But I I definitely could see them. I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled an upset uh, first round and made the second round this year. So, uh, for all those reasons you said, I mean, their defense is great. The pickups they had over the offseason was great. Um, I also like Ron Rivera as a coach. And uh, yes, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this team went 11 6, honestly. I think it's more likely they go 10 and 7. Um, if I was going to make a bet, I'd think 10 and 7. But I, I do think they win the division. Okay. So we're, we're in complete agreement. And yeah, I mean, just to touch on what you said there, yeah, I completely agree with almost everything you said. Ron Rivera, definitely a great coach. And I think this team is what, what, what it's going to be is um, I don't think I, what I would push back on is, an, and we'll get to this division, but what I would push back on a little bit, I don't think they're going to win a playoff game because they're probably going to have to face the number two team in the NFC West um, in, in the wild card round. So I don't really see them. Certainly I think they could make it closer than expected, maybe like they did last year, but I, I'm not sure that they're going to be beating you know, any, any of those teams in a playoff game? I, I think well, I think they beat the 49ers in Seattle. I'm assuming really? and we'll we'll get into we'll get into the, the reasons why, but uh I, I I could easily see this team beating one of the two. Seattle's not really that good when you think about it. They have they're solid, but they're not they're not unbeatable. And I think this Washington team I mean hell, the Washington team gave to me the most fight against Tampa Bay that whole postseason run. Last year, they did. They did. I mean, and some of that yeah. is matchups because we know what bothers Tom Brady, and it's you know when he really gets when you can really get after him with with the pass rush, and we know how good Washington. I mean, just 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 in the preseason, just this says it all. Like our offensive line, the Patriots is one of the best five in football, 
and we played Chase Young on our first preseason game, and just the first drive, like, Chase Young just abused our left tackle. Like, he was just off the line. He was – next thing you know, like Cam Newton's, you know, hurt, you know, they're after him. Like, it was just uh, – I mean, he that Chase Young will be in the Hall of Fame one day. He is a special, special player. And, um, yeah, I mean – so, yeah, I, I can't go there, but we'll, we'll get to that. And I, I will say that I think this team is quarterback next offseason with a veteran. Um, you know, even if it's somebody like a Jimmy Garoppolo, when the 49ers inevitably let him go, you know, even if it's somebody like that, I think, I mean, we've known that Jimmy with, you know, enough help can get a team to a Super Bowl. So um, certainly this team would give him that help. So um, that kind of built like that 49ers team in the Super Bowl. I mean, they don't have like, those elite weapons, but they have enough where it's like, I don't think they have the offensive mind, the, the Washington football team, to be a 49ers team, but they're built roster-wise, their complexion looks very similar. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I completely agree. So, yeah, we're uh, we are in agreement, I think, on Washington. Anything else, or, or, or should we move on to Dallas? Let's move on to Dallas. This will be a fun one. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one because, again, you have all of the Cowboys fans out there pushing this up, you know, a little, maybe a little higher than it should. Well, actually, it's it's not higher than it should. Um, but, you know, it, it has the highest over-under in this division, and I don't really understand why, which, again, we just talked about how much we like Washington. Um, but so the over-under here for Dallas is nine, and I think this is a push. I have them right at nine and eight. Um Here's the thing. Again, this is a team with very clear strengths and a very clear, you know, couple of weaknesses. Offensively, they're going to be able to score points. Um, they have three very talented wide receivers. They have Dak Prescott, who's a good quarterback, very good quarterback. Ezekiel Elliott, you know, is maybe not what he once was at his peak, but he's still a good player. Um, but here's the thing with this team. Number one, their coach sucks. Mike McCarthy is bad. He's bad at coaching. Um, Ron will run circles around him. Um, hell, Judge Judge will run circles around him. Um, I don't know about Nick Sirianni. That's going to be a hell of a hell of a coaching battle there. But um, so yeah, I have big concerns about uh about the coaching down there. I mean, Jerry for iffy head coaches. I mean, he, he stays with Jason Garrett all that time. who was awful. And then he transitions to McCarthy. So he really has a thing for that. But uh, anyway, and then their defense. Do I expect it to be better? Yes. It's not going to be as terrible as it was last year again. But I don't think it's going to be that good. I don't think they uh, – I mean, Micah Parsons is a nice player. Um linebacker but i don't think their defensive line and their secondary don't so um i i think a, another good way to look at this is like would you rather take who would you give the advantage to between like washington's offense and this dallas defense and to tell you the truth i would give the advantage to the washington offense um better than this dallas defense um now or, or, or something on the Cowboys takes a big jump, you know, maybe we're having a different conversation. Um, 
or, or one of the young defensive linemen they drafted or whatever. But um, if they added is going to have to be great for them to make a good, big enough jump on defense to put them back in the playoffs. And then the other couple of things, their offensive line, we know Zach Martin's not playing. The offensive line, you know, it's still good, but it's not what it once was. It was once maybe the best line in football. And I don't think it's that anymore. It's, it has declined a little bit. And then we're already having issues with health, um, which they don't have the Andy Dalton security anymore. And again, Andy Dalton, is he that good? No, but he's a competent, veteran, stable quarterback that kept that with that horrible defense. He kept Dallas in the division final game last year. And I know it was a bad division, cut them in. Um, they don't have that security blanket this year, and maybe they signed Cam Newton at some point. I know that's been rumored, but uh, yeah. So that those are kind of my thoughts on uh, on the Cowboys. Uh, what do you think? So this is why I think the Cowboys are the most fascinating team in the league this year. On on paper, with their rookie class, I think their ceiling should be twelve wins. Really? But yeah, and that's that's with everything going right. Okay. But I don't like their coaching staff, like I said. I think Dak Prescott is actually a little overrated. I think most of his stats are in garbage time when they're already down by 30 points. Um, uh, go go to Atlanta for that. Um, but even though they came back and won. But my, my reasoning is this. When you look through their schedule, there's arguably – there's a lot of games that are 50-50 on their schedule. Like – them against the Chargers, I think, is a 50-50 toss-up. Them against the Falcons, for some reason, they're not always bad against the Falcons. I think that's a 50-50 toss-up. I love that they're... I think he's a really good defensive coordinator. He was a pretty good head coach, but everything fell through at the end. I think that Super Bowl loss really hurt him um, and, and that whole team pretty much. Um, but Michael Parsons is going to be one of those people that are going to have a Chase Young um, effect on that team for sure on that defense. He is that good. Um, is he, and I think he's going to, he's the perfect prototype linebacker for today's age. Um, so I love that pick. I love their whole draft actually because it was all defense. And I would not be surprised if that defense is a top 15 after, after this year. Um, I, I definitely think they're a top 15 defense this year, which is all they need with that offense theoretically. But they're, they're the Cowboys, so all, everything always goes. What did you say the over-under was again? Over-under is nine, which is what I had exactly. Um, I'm going to say over and go. I, I'm gonna, Well, I honestly think it's going to be Washington versus them. Um, I, I think they're, the Dallas' floor is definitely, if Dak Prescott's injured, they might as well only have like four wins. If Dak Prescott is healthy, I think their four is eight and nine. Uh, I think, honestly, I'd probably go over with ten for the for the for Dallas. I think what's going to happen is Washington either A has the tiebreakers or B goes eleven and six. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but I, I think I, I I'd go over. I think. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I can go with you on the. Uh... On, on, on the defense, but look, their offense is going to be good enough to win some 38-35 type of games. Prescott is going to be able to put enough numbers up to do that, win some games. Um, and um, 
I also, I, I would say too, like, you know, even though I'm a little pessimistic on them, I still, again, I don't think the, I don't really think once you get past the top, you know, however many in the NFC, I think it really starts to drop off a little bit faster than the AFC. So I do, it, it, this nine and eight record, I think it will be both in the mix for the NFC East, although they'll ultimately lose out to Washington because Washington's better. It will still be in the mix for the seventh seed. I don't think, I don't have them as a seventh seed. I'm say that they lose it on off tiebreakers, spoiler alert, but it's not inconceivable actually that both of these teams could make the playoffs if things fall a certain way. So uh, yeah, are, are we ready to move on to the next division? Okay, and I actually wanted to, before we move on to the next division, we haven't uh, talked on here since the Cam Newton release, so I didn't know if you had any thoughts on, on that. I know that was the big story last week. Oh, the Cam Newton? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, the Cam Newton release. Um, I think it was a smart play by Bill Belichick because I know he said COVID testing or uh, vaccine doesn't really matter in his decisions. I think it did on this regard. I think it was twofold. Him not being wanting to be a backup and him not being vaccinated. I think it was a great uh, job because I think he would have been a distraction. I think Mac Jones wouldn't have been able to do well knowing that Cam Newton was back there ready to take the reins whenever he did bad or poorly in one game. So that not having that pressure on him, because that would have added to the pressure he already has, but not having that extra pressure on him, I think was a very good thing. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. I mean, the games, Mac was the better player, and it wasn't close, and you know, that's what Belichick did. It was a competition, and he started – and he's going with the best player. And I'm happy that it's Mac because, you know, Mac is our future. And, um, you know, so it's better from that standpoint to, 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 to have that confidence this year that we know he can play. If you know, we know he can play as a rookie, then he should be good um, from there, I would think. But, you know, we'll see. And uh, I definitely think removing the, the influence was, was a good move. Um, so yeah, I uh, you know I I I'm very much bigger. So let's move on to the uh, we have the now we have the uh, do you want to go to the NFC North next or the NFC South? I think we should finish with the West. Let's go South. I think South is the okay. more interesting out of the two. So let's just do the interesting divisions first, besides the NFC West. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna. Okay, so I, I mean we could go to NFC West now because I was gonna say let's let's finish off with the. Keep everyone listening, but it's NFC West. I'm saying let's do the NFC South. I think NFC South right. is more interesting than NFC North, so we'll, okay. we'll have the NFC North at third. Yeah, that's fine. And the NFC South is interesting to me because I think you know both of us are going to have a clear division champion here, but I think there's a lot of varying opinion on the other three teams. So it will be interesting to uh, you know kind of give our thoughts on those. Um, so let's uh, start with. Um, oh, they're both the same. Let's start with Carolina. Um, and I actually, oh crap, I need to, I need to look up um on my blog here. What, what, what did I have record-wise for Carolina? Um. Oh right, okay. So Carolina's over/under is uh seven and a half, 
and I have them under. Um, I'm, I have them at six and eleven. Um, here's the the thing. I think Donald deserves a second chance. I think this is a better spot for him than the Jets. I think Joe Brady's a good coordinator, um, so that should help him. Receivers here, you know, they've got they, they just drafted Mark receivers from the pro two so that's that's a positive McCaffrey is you know one of the best running backs in football um the problem is I really have some concerns I was looking at their offensive line and I actually got the win off of this team once I saw what their left side of the line was um it is not very good um so I think Again, I think I think if you're gonna if you're gonna really want to see what Darnold can do, I really think you need to have a better offensive line than this. Um, so, I don't love that for defense. Um, it's still a little young, but I think it'll improve some. I like J. I think he might have been overdrafted a little bit, but at the same time, I really like J.C. Horn. If that makes sense, um, I think he's the exact sort of corner I would want on my team. Just in your face, press me one on one, just locking people down. I think he could become that kind of player. Um, he, he definitely had you know some Stefan Gilmore kind of traits to his game, and that's lofty praise. But, um, you know, I think they're I think they went to the same school, I believe. Like, there's some similarities there, uh, between the two of them. Um, obviously, you know, a lot of work for him to become that good of a player, but um, so yeah, I. You know, their defense might take a step, but yeah, I, I just, I worry that Darnold is going to get, you know, have to deal with a lot of pass rush and that this reclamation attempt may not go as, as they think it will. Um, so, Raleigh, what do you, uh, what do you have on Carolina? Under against six. Is that what you said? No, I have them at six. The over- oh, they're under. They're under for sure. I have a hot, a steaming hot take for the Panthers. I love Sam Darnold, but here's the steaming hot take. They start Good. out four and one, and then they end up five and twelve. Interesting. And you know why? I'm looking at this schedule right now. I'm looking at their schedule right now. They start off with the Jets, which is a win. Then at home against the Saints, I think they split the Saints, so I'll give them a win. Then they're at Texans. It's the Texans, so I give them a win. So they'll start three and zero. Oh. They'll lose to the Cowboys away. And then they'll beat the Eagles at home. So they start out four and one. Then they lose to the, the Vikings, Giants, Falcons, Patriots, Cardinals, Washington, and the Dolphins in a row. All in a row. And then they'll okay. beat the Falcons at home. Then they lose to the Bills, Buccaneers, Saints away, and the Buccaneers again. And I think the Buccaneers are going to have to try last week because Green Bay is going to be right in their rearview mirror. And same with the NFC West as well. So I that's my steaming hot take, because their schedule is actually pretty damn hard. Yeah, no, that's a uh, you know that's a good take. And again, I have them at six, so you're... Right, I'm at you know, five. I'm at point. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I could see them. I could certainly see them doing a little bit worse, too. And right. know, if, they, if they do, I think if they do win only, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see in a you know in a few months what we think of their decision making last offseason because Justin Fields you know and this isn't the only team we'll be looking at, but Justin Fields was sitting right there for them they could have just taken him um, 
and they they opted to go the route they did. Um, now they don't have a second round pick next year, so we'll see how they feel. We'll see how they feel about their decision making. Um, you know, next off season when they don't have a full full draft covered, and you know when they have Sam Darnold and Justin Fields, we'll see how they feel about that. Um, I think going in, um, it's fair to question that a little, and it's fair to question their offensive line for sure. Um, you know, obviously I love Horn and I think he's probably the better prospect, but, you know, should they have thought about Rashawn Slater in the draft? Should they, I mean, still, should they, is Russell Okun on the team? Should they be considering signing just another top cap to get them through the season? Because I looked at, it's like Cameron Irving and some other guy I hadn't even heard of. Like it's Cameron Irving is like their left tackle and he kind of washed out of, I think is an interior guy. So it just seems like a mess. Um, I, I think, they traded the guy who was supposed to be their left tackle to the Dolphins for like a late round right. pick. It just seems like a complete mess. So I actually, I don't mind going corner just because we, I think they should. Well, I don't, I don't, I think Horn is the, is the better prospect and it's such an important position, right. but like they need to figure out that line somehow if they want right. to really keep it. I, I actually like the, so I am actually, I actually like the idea of them not taking Justin Fields because I actually like Sam Darnold. I wish the Steelers got Sam Darnold. I'm, I've always been high on him because I don't think anyone besides maybe Patrick Mahomes would have done good, done good with the Jets. I mean, like, they had no offensive line, no weapons or anything like that. So I think Sam Darnold keeping him and seeing what he can do for the next two years is good. I would have liked them to get have gotten a tackle or a guard to help him because I don't think they really have much. And that's why I think I think they have enough to beat the really bad teams in their schedule. And then they're going to go on like a seven-game losing streak, and then they'll they'll pick up one against the Saints or something, and that's how they get their fifth win. But I don't see them getting seven at all. No way. Yeah. So, um, look, I I agree with you that Sam Darnold is uh, a reclamation project worth worth taking on. I, I do agree with that. I just you know let's see let's see how this plays out. Um, I, I'm also really big into Justin Fields. I I, I thought. I, I think that the second and third best quarterbacks in the draft were not the second and third quarterbacks picked. Um, I would rather have Mac Jones and I'd rather have Justin Fields over either Trey Lance or Zach Wilson. That's just my opinion. We'll see how that looks. And in, in, um, I agree with you there. I love Justin Fields and all, but if I'm the Panthers and I just trade for Sam Darnold. Oh I yeah. Mean, I mean, they would already yeah. done the, um, you know, I, I can understand that. You know, I think the, 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 thing to look at would it be like would it have been wise to just wait until you know they're on the clock but then somebody else could have swooped in for them i would trade back and gotten a, a couple of offensive linemen yeah they, they should have done a little more on the line yeah. and, and we'll see but um right I, I what was i gonna say um oh right what i was gonna say was like you said that you that only like a patrick mahomes would have succeeded on the jets I'd even go a step further. I don't even think Patrick Mahomes would have succeeded on the Jets. Like, don't discount the, the effect. I think he'd be the only quarterback in history that at least have had a chance, is, why, is all I'm saying. Because he has okay. the ability to be on. Okay. And all I'm but, saying is don't discount the – Patrick Mahomes was not a finished product coming out of school. Don't discount the influence that sitting for a year with Andy Reid under Alex Smith on a good team, good infrastructure, 
You know, it was a team that had been to the playoffs for several years before before that. Don't discount the influence that that whole thing had on a. Right, right, right. Fire with the Jets. I think there's a chance his career, you know, ends up there really. And and we'll see what happens because some some people that are a little higher on Zach Wilson than I am seem to think that Zach Wilson has some, you know, Mahomes like traits. Traits. So we'll we'll see how Zach Wilson does. But you know, and and they're they're a little better off now than with Darnold early on. But you get you get my point. So any any follow thoughts here on on all this discussion? I'm good. Okay. Um, so let's move on. Um, so, crap. Okay. So, let me let me check my thing here. Okay. So next team is the Falcons, and they're over under seven and a half. I'm also an under on them, but it's narrowly under. I think this is a. Um, it's it's. I have them. It, it's. I have them at seven and ten. Um. And and spoiler, this, they're my number two team in the division at seven and ten. Um, I'm not high on this crop other than um, the team at the top, but basically my, my thing here is this: there's I think there's going to be some regression to the mean for them in terms of like when it, you know close game results next year. They lost a lot of last year. Um, I definitely think that was a better better team talent wise than than a team that went four and twelve. I think Arthur Smith is going to help their off- offense look, you know, at its best with Kyle Shanahan calling plays. And I think Arthur Smith, um, while it's not the exact same as system as what Kyle Shanahan had, it, it's relatively similar. And I think he and Matt Ryan are going to hit it off. I think their off, I think their offense is going to be um, have a really nice year. I think their offense is the best unit on out of the three non-Tampa teams in this division. Um, I think their offense is the best unit out of the six. Um, the Atlanta's offense. Um, they're only the reason why that they they only win seven games. Um, their depth is pretty bad. They had some really bad cap issues. Like they had to trade Julio Jones, get under the you know create space to maneuver. They had to um restructure Matt Ryan just to like field a team this year. Like their salary cap is you know as bad as any outside of the saints in the league and uh, their defense is also, uh, you know, probably not going to be that good. Um, They're really going to be searching for some answers over there. And, you know, they got limited. They they drafted a couple defensive players in the draft, but it wasn't like they spent like a, like what Dallas did. It wasn't like they spent their whole draft, you know, on their defense to try to fix it. Um, So, and then you have Julio Jones, you know, they're, for many years is no longer there um, for benefits that, you know, well, they needed the cap space, but the, the draft pick won't help here. Uh, you know, Kyle Pitts, I, I really like him. I think he was, I think he's the best non-quarterback to come in the draft. And I don't know how long the guy's a freak. He's going to be a star. He just is. Um, he's going to be really good. So I actually am not as concerned about that part of it, just because I think Kyle Pitts is going to come right in and catch like 70 passes for 900 yards or something. Um, but, and then Calvin Ridley is good enough to be a number one. So I think they'll be okay. Um, I think defensively there's enough concerned about where they only win seven games, uh, but this is good enough for place. So what do you think on the Falcons? Agree with the seven, actually. Um, I, 
I think their their ceiling is a nine and eight team, and their four is a six and eleven team. So I yeah, I agree. Falcon ceiling to me is a team that actually does get the seven seed. I think that's not off the table completely. But yeah, yeah. But I, so here's the thing: a lot of their games that would be fifty fifty, they're away. So like, say for example, I think the Giants um, at home. Uh, I mean, the Falcons away for that Giants game. I think that could be a factor of them losing that game because I think Giants' defense is good enough, and their defense is so bad that Giants' offense, if healthy, could steamroll the hell out of them. Um, so that's just an example of a game that I would probably take them if they were home. So, like, they have a lot of those. I, I think the Dolphins are going to be uh, in the mix. Um, I, I just don't see them beating the Dolphins. And um, for that reason, I think seven, win- uh, seven wins is perfect for them. Uh, Kyle Pitts, I like him, but I could see him getting injured um, because if they overuse him, I could see that. Um, I, I thought Julio Jones was a good offseason move because let's let's be honest, he he's lost a step or two. He's not the same Julio Jones, and he seemed to be in, very injury-prone lately. I would not have given him the money that the Titans did, um, or the Titans will be. And so... I, I think they're a seven-win team. I think next year they're going for a quarterback. Be it. Interesting. Yeah, you know, I don't they're, – they're in a weird spot because, um, you know, next year is probably not the year to – back high from, from everything I've heard, and I also don't know if there is going to be – and also they're, they're liable to have, you know, salary cap issues um, – you know, they're going to be dealing with that next offseason, too. Julio Jones's cap hit next year on their books is $15 million. Um, They're going to continue to struggle for the next couple of years with their cap. And I actually think what's more likely is that they, they – I think the next couple of years are Matt Ryan. And then if they, if they make a clean break, I think it'll be in uh, 22, you know, 2023 maybe. So I don't know. They're just in a really weird spot as a franchise because I feel like they have this one unit that's like really ready to uh, to contend, and then they have this other unit that's like bad, but like they also aren't good at that good as a team, and like they, they're gonna start to quarterback. It's just like a whole like all these conflicting timelines. I feel like with the Falcons, and um, I think in retro, you know, not even in retrospect, I was saying this before the draft. I think what kind of offers they got but even if they had to take like 90 cents on the dollar or 80 cents on the dollar i might have seriously considered a trade down for them um you know and and then and then just addressed and i know kyle pitts helps them tremendously and he's a great player and i'm sure it's an easy calculus right you know you look at your board he's easily the best on quarterback and you just take the best player and sometimes it's it's that simple but their defense really did need the help and um so i don't know but Anything else on the Falcons? Okay, so let's move on to the Saints, and uh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say it right now that uh, this is one of my two locks. Um, so their over under is nine, and this is my lock. I am locking this up, and just so our listeners know, I'm not just talking out of my ass when I say like I'm locking a team. Like I have, you know. Uh, l- l- let's just say that I, you know, I have some incentive to be right with my locks. Um, l- l- let's just say that. But uh, anyways, um, 
I have the Saints team going six and eleven. Um, so that's three full wins under their over underline. I just look, you just look at their roster and it's just like you just have to ask yourself, you know. I know some people are saying, you know, they're gonna make I feel like this is the same conversation people were having with us last year. Um where it's like, you know, oh the and we went seven and nine. Like here, here's where I'm going with it. Okay, so Jameis Winston is going to be their quarterback. I think Jameis Winston, he's almost like a Ryan Fitzpatrick type in some ways, where he's going to make some positive plays for you through the air while also throwing a little a few too many interceptions. But Ryan Fitzpatrick and it has a really cushy situation in Washington. Like, look at the Saints roster. Who are their who are their offensive playmakers outside of Alvin Kamara? Michael Thomas is, you know, God knows where. Um, this Callaway guy is like emerging in the preseason, but are you ready to, you know, say he's going to be a stud number one receiver in the league this year for sure? I mean, it's possible, but I mean, are you going to really get a bank on that? And then you go to their defense and their corner situation is a mess outside of Lattimore. Um, and again, some of this is the Saints man is their salary cap. And again, I'm in business. So I, I look at this stuff. Um, you know, I, 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 handled you know money for a career and, and stuff like that so i i look at this the saints manage their salary cap worse than any other team in the league and it is not close they just they act the way the saints manage the salary cap it's like they think the world is going to blow up tomorrow and it might but it's like you can't plan that way it's like when when we lost tom brady to free agency we said we're going to take a year and we are going to We'll try to win with what we have, but we're clear up our salary cap and clean everything up and have a reset year and then be in position to build how we want to build after that. The Saints, when they lost Drew Brees, is what they needed to do. They needed, they have been pushing all this money off for years to try to win in the later stages of Drew Brees' career. And um, they needed to say this year is our year, we're going to eat all this dead money. We're going to suck. We're going to get to the top of the next draft. We're going to get our quarterback, and then we're going to build and, and have Sean Payton, a really good coach, develop that quarterback. But no, they kept pushing money off in the future. They did stuff like franchising Marcus Williams. You know, they, they did all this weird stuff. They had to cut Janoris. They had to cut all these players, too. They had to cut Janoris Jenkins. They had to cut um, – they had to trade Malcolm Brown. So, again, defensive line and – Secondary is a problem. Like I just, uh, I just really don't like what they did. I feel like they needed to, to just eat, eat, you know, face the pain head on. Just have the reset year, um, and um, you know, I, now they they just keep pushing their problems off, and uh, you know, I just, uh, you know, and, and people are saying that well, we just believe in the Saints infrastructure. We, you know, we believe that Sean Payton is going to get this team to X amount of wins. Okay, but it's not like the Saints were contenders every single year Drew Brees was there either. There were plenty of years where Drew Brees was let down by a bad defense. And are we sure this defense is good? I'm not. I don't think this defense is that good at all. Um, you know, I am uh I'm very down on this team compared to the consensus. I don't think they're very good. They may finish below Carolina in this division. Um I'm I have them tied with Carolina for last, but uh I, I don't think this is going to be a good year at all for the Saints. So they are a lock. I'm locking it up. They are under, under for sure. Um, 
Oh, and one one more thing I was going to say. You know, I, you know, okay, never mind. Just go ahead. I'm not going to say it on a podcast. (laughs) I'll tell you later. I think, I think, honestly, I look at their schedule. If Michael Thomas was completely healthy, I could see maybe a way they could get nine wins. But that's not the case. Um, I'm looking at this. They start against the Packers. I know it's at home, but there's no way in fuck they're winning that in my in my mind. Then they go against the Panthers away. I think they lose that. Then they go against you guys away. They lose that. Yep. yep. Uh, so that's th- that's zero and three right there. I think they win against the Giants at home, so that's one and three. Then look at this. This stretch is brutal. At Washington, at Seattle, home against the Buccaneers. Yes, they're home against the Falcons, but then they're away at the Titans. That is that screams to me one and four right there. So what? So Raleigh, that, that's exactly what I'm. What I'm yeah. thinking. This other similarity with us last year is like we had to, even though we were not the best team in the division last year, we had to right. beat them um, because we had been right. first place the year before. And the Saints, I, I still don't know how they did it, but they won the NFC South last year over over Tampa, so they have to eat the first place schedule. And that, that's why there's no way in hell they're going nine wins. I don't know who's smoking what at these uh, sports betting places and stuff like that, but there's no way in hell they get nine. I think I think this team is going to be lucky to have seven. Yeah, let, let's just say I have an. Uh, let, let, let's just say I have some incentive to uh, to want the Saints to be under seven and a half. If you get my drift, right? In, in adjusted line, yeah. Let, right. Let's just say, yeah. But I agree. I agree with everything. I, I think their defense is a little better than what you give credit to. But who's who's Winston going to throw to? I mean, I mean, Alvin Kamara can only do so much. I think this is a year that Kamara could get injured again. And if that happens, oh, I mean, then three times, like he's going to be the only player that happens. Right. That's exactly my point. Even if they had Michael Thomas, I would still not like them for more than eight. Eight. eight games. I mean, another player I, I forgot to mention. They lost Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, I know. I know, and that, that's why I'm just looking at the schedule, and it's freaking brutal. It's brutal. I mean, there, there's not a guarantee that they win seven games either. I mean, oh, this yeah, is a no, brutal schedule. And it could be worse. Like, I, I just don't think it's going to be good. I do think, I will say this, though, on a positive note, because I don't want to be on negative here. I think they made the right choice to quarterback. Taysom Hill is not an – he's a good gadget player, but he's not an NFL quarterback. And um, at least Jameis, he'll he'll make some negative plays, positive ones. Um, so yeah, that. I... But like you have to have weapons at some point. If Michael Thomas was back, I'd give him a, a fighting chance for eight games, for eight wins. But this is a brutal. They, I'm I'm honestly surprised that they have to have like the second strongest strength of schedule behind the Steelers this year. I mean, it, 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 it's brutal. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Just because I say they made the right does not mean I think this team is any good. I, like I said, I am locking the under. I, I just am not. I, I'm not seeing what everybody else is. And I think, you know, I, it sounds like you agree with me and everybody else is going to the our side, I think. I, I think only the Buccaneers and and the the Chiefs and Green Bay Packers would, would be, and maybe possibly the Bills, would be the only teams that could possibly get a winning record from the schedule. In yeah. my mind, it, I believe it's that tough. It's that tough, right? Okay, so 
we're in agreement here. Anything to add, or or we move on to to the last team? On to Tampa, I guess. Okay. Well, after after I go on my rant with Tampa, you're gonna want to punch me square in the face. I'm just letting you know that right now. Um. But uh, so the over under for Tampa is 12, and uh, this is also uh, both of my locks for this conference are in this division. Lock for over. Um. This team is this team is incredible. Like just look at let's just look at the depth chart. Here here and look, this is um this is the Super Bowl champion to me. I do think the Bucks will repeat. I'm just gonna say that right now. Um I think they're gonna go 15 and two. I just like just look at this roster. Like even like most teams, it's like even good teams is like, well, if they get injured in the wrong spot, like you know, that'll doom them or, or whatever. But it's like, you look at this roster for Tampa Bay and it's like, where can they even get injured that is of a difference? I mean, I've, I've looked at it, right? Like, beat a Vea last year. So it's like they've proven they can get, they can survive with, you know, their, with, with like on their defensive line, somebody going down. Um, same with interior offensive line when Kappa got hurt. Um, look at the receivers. Antonio Brown or Chris Godwin gets hurt, gets hurt. Well, guess what? You've still got two of those guys and Scotty Miller, and you run more uh, 12 personnel with Gronk and OJ Howard. That seems like it's plenty fine to me. And they added uh, depth weaknesses they had, like third down running back. They pick up Gio Bernard um, for that. Like, I mean, so, and, and then they draft. Uh, Joe Tryon, who will probably replace JPP in a year once they're unfortunately for them, they aren't going to be able to keep every single starter around after this year. That's just not feasible to do that two years in a row. So JPP will probably move on and uh, Tryon will sub in. But for this year, you know, again, if JPP or Shaq Barrett gets hurt, they get to just plug in their first round pick. So it's like you look at their rosters, like, I think injury would even like really take a shot at this team our offensive tackle it, and donovan smith is not the best tackle in the league or anything but if he or tristan got hurt that would be pretty bad i don't know what their backup plan you know would be there um inside just because levante david and devin white are really freaking good and i don't know that they have a starter caliber backup and then corner you know always corner is a spot where um you know, if you lose a guy, it can it can hurt because you, you you need three good ones, and they probably only have three. So, uh, and then obviously there's the Brady thing. Anyone would be foolish to predict Brady's regression at this point because he just keeps proving everybody wrong. But hypothetically, if he were to get injured or regress, that would obviously do. But like, other than that, I don't know how this team is losing. I don't know how this team is losing in the playoffs. I just I just don't know. I just don't know who beats them. They're just too complete and too good top to bottom. They they so, are a contender for one of the greatest teams in NFL history. They they could become that this season. They really could. They're that good. Raleigh, um, tell me I'm I'm smoking. No, you're going to actually be very shocked in my take, actually. I think they go 16-1. and one. One. Okay, so you're on the yeah, same page. And, and I'm, you, looking, I'm Raleigh, looking at Super Bowl. I do not. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. The one team, if I was the Buccaneers, 
that I'd be scared of is the one team I'm telling them, telling you they're losing to. They're losing to the Rams at the Rams. That's the only loss that I can see them lose. Because the Rams yeah, well, have we'll the get defense. to the Rams. I have a Rams take. Right. Yeah, no, I can definitely see that, Riley. I can definitely yeah, see that. Yeah, that, that I think is the – so on paper, that's really the only loss they should have. I think the Patriots one is going to be a little tough, but they'll win. Um, the Bears – The Patriots one is going to be one of those games where it's like right. there's so much knowledge going both ways. I think that's going to be a classic game, and there's going to be so much emotion on both sides. Like right. whoever like, – like either side could win that game. And uh, it wouldn't shock me. Um, I'll probably say Tampa. Tampa is going to win just because they have the better talent. But like, right. yeah, I. I mean, they they play. Let's let's face it. Now that Drew Brees is out, they play in a very easy division. They do. It's like they, the, they do now, and, and so it, it's that's that's an easy six wins there. I will tell you this: they are the NFL's version of like a super team for sure. Yep. They, they, they are. And this is the best roster that Tom Brady's ever been a part of, hands down. Not even close. They have no. I agree. I, I agree. It is receivers and like, and, and then they have a, a great defense on top of that. Like this should be a cakewalk. I I honestly do not know if they're going to Super Bowl this year though, for the reason of the Rams. I think the Rams, and we'll get to them later, but. That's the team that if I was them, I would be scared of pretty much the whole entire NFC West besides besides the last two, which we'll get into. But half the NFC West would be scared of if I was Tampa Bay because they have the recipe, they have the offense, and they have the defense to beat them. Um, but I do think the Rams are constructed to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I, I think they are constructed just like the Tampa Bay. They might not have the weapons as Tampa Bay, but they ha- they're they're super team number two in my opinion. Um, so they were just missing. They had Jared Goff last year, and that's why they sucked. They didn't they didn't do good in the playoffs. But um, yeah, I think they go actually sixteen and one. There's a couple teams on their schedule that have great defenses, but I mean, like I don't trust. I don't if they if the Bears aren't starting Justin Fields, I don't think they can beat the Buccaneers. Hell no! Even if they do start Justin, yeah, Fields, yeah I mean, them. and then they they get that like. I just, I just don't see. Then they play the Jets and stuff. Like, I could easily see them go sixteen one. They could technically. I mean, they play the Bills at some point, right? So that could be another tough game. The Bills, yeah, but they're at home for that one. Right. So you favor Tampa, but it's like if Tampa lost to the Bills, I think yeah. that would be no, no. They, I think, I think their floor. I, I think their floor is really like thirteen and four. Um, I, I don't see why they they only have a twelve over under. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, I think see, see, that, is, that's why I'm thinking you're locking the um, locking right. the over. I just don't see any scenario. I am, well. I am as well. I think barring injury, this team's floor is thirteen and four, and that's only because everything goes right for like the Rams, Patriots, uh, Bills, and and maybe the Colts because since they're away at the Colts. Um, that, that that's if all four of those teams or they're away at Washington too. So that's probably why they did 12 and five or 12 is the over under because those five teams are home, but I still think they, they pull at least one. I, th- I think they pull them all out. Um, I think their four is definitely 13 and four. I don't know. I don't know why they did 12 as the over under. I think that's an easy um, over. That's a lock for me as well. Yeah. I mean, 
you're right though that Washington, especially after the uh the, that playoff game last year, that that right. is a sneaky upset pick. But here's the thing too about Tampa. Last year, regular season, they and during the whole COVID thing, were incorporating Tom Brady into their team. All these how all these pieces fit, and it like their regular season record was obviously not, um, you know, indicative. I, I was in on Tampa, you know, sometimes I'm right with this stuff, sometimes I'm wrong, but I was in on Tampa to win the Super Bowl from the jump of the playoffs, and that ended up how, how being how it played out. But uh, I just uh, – yeah, yeah, but I, mean, I, I think this is the one thing, the one time I'm going to actually disagree with you on the Tom Brady team and actually go higher. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I, I'm, I'm going to say – I'm going to say 15-2 just because – you know they're gonna have a game sometime where I I think Tom Brady's gonna try to have this be his undefeated season. I I don't see them. I think they I don't think they it's even a slip up to lose against the Rams at away. Um, I, I think both those teams constructed to beat each other any any time. Honestly, the thing is too though. I think this team is gonna field locked up so early that they're probably like the last game, maybe even the last two games. They're just gonna rest. I disagree wholeheartedly. I think Green Bay and I think the Rams are going to be right on their asses. Interesting. Well, we'll yeah. get to that, but I, I don't know if I agree with you on that. Um, yeah, but, but I, 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 that's just my thought process. But uh, okay, so, that, that's so, all I so, have for Tampa Bay. Okay, so yeah, so we're, so, so we're not. I think we're in the same place as the, like the caliber of this team. But and the thing is too, Tom Brady has never has always these two games in the regular season, even uh He's lost at least two games every time he's won the Super Bowl. So, like, I don't think, you know, to say that Tampa is a prohibitive – because to me, this is actually – I think this is the most prohib- prohibitive favorite to win the Super Bowl is since I have been following football in the last 10 years or, or the last 12 years or however long it's been. This team, mm, I See, here's, here's my thing. Last year's Super Bowl, we got – we didn't see the true Chiefs because that offensive line was like destroyed by injuries. So I'm interested to see like a true Chiefs team go against the the Bucks team. I still think the Chiefs, um, they might lose, but it wouldn't be a complete blowout like last year. Okay. Um. But yeah, fair enough. Um, f- fair enough. I mean, the Chiefs are you know obviously, and and I think we'll probably do Super Bowl picks you know at the end, but. Yeah, I mean, so anything else on on Tampa, other than just their? I got. Okay, um, so let's move on. Then, um, so obviously now we go from one of the best teams in football, probably the best team in football, to one of the worst. We are going to the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff, who is one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life, who basically handed. Uh, who I appreciate Jared Goff deeply because he and his terrible play um, handed a Patriots team that was on its last Super Bowl championship because he is bad at football. So I appreciate Jared Goff very much for that. Um, He is now the starting quarterback on this Detroit team and their over under is four and a half and I'm going under and I debated making this a lock between this and the Saints. Uh, I think it was a close call, but I went with the Saints uh, just because they had more room, you know, to to drop. Um, but man, this team is bad. 
Um, this is the worst passing game in the league, and it's probably not close. They have no wide receivers. Their quarterback sucks. Jay Hawkinson's probably going to get quadruple teamed every play. And uh, their defense, like, like they don't, they, they did all these moves around like the line of scrimmage because they want to like establish that or whatever. But like, it's a long term thing. It's not going to help them be a good team this year. Maybe it'll help look good long term once they like draft the next quarterback or whatever. But um, is but this year, um, it takes a little bit of a step if if Aduka plays better in his second season. Um, I'll allow for that. I know they, they cut – I forget what year. I think it was like their 2019 second-round pick. They cut – he landed on – they cut him. He landed on our practice squad, um, which doesn't really surprise me because it was the, the Patricia – Matt Patricia thing. Like, he's back with the Patriots and probably gave good intel on him and stuff. But, like, um, man, this this team's terrible. I have him at uh, I have him at 2-15. and 15. I think this is the second-worst team in football behind the Texans. And they'll be duking it out for um, the number one pick uh, – and the rights to whoever wins the, you know, there's no Trevor Lawrence this year, but whoever wins the whole uh, Spencer Rattler, uh, who's the guy from North Carolina? Shit. Um, I'm blanking. Raleigh, do you know who that guy from North Carolina is, the quarterback? I saw his game, and he sucks, too. Okay, well, we'll just say Spencer Rattler um, for now. But, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll assume it's him, I guess. So, so they're going to be in. Uh, either, you know, they'll be competing with the Texans for position to draft him because this team is just bad. Um, Raleigh, do you have any disagreement or you uh, you agree with me? Block for under four. I think the only way they get a win or something is if the Steelers uh, play um, down to their competition like they always do. This could, this could be a, <laughs> a Steelers-esque loss from, like, the, we always seem to lose against the worst teams and stuff. But, like, I'm looking at the schedule. I literally don't know what team they beat. I don't. Their their schedule is actually pretty damn hard um, when you think about it because they're uh, they they start off they start off with the 49ers. That sucks. Then they go to the Packers. Then the Ravens come to town. Then they go to the Bill Bears. Then they go to the Vikings. Bengals lines could be interesting, but I still think the Bengals win. Then they play away at the Rams. Eagles come to town, then go to Steelers, Browns. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, it's a pretty hard schedule for a last-place team. I mean, they have to play Seattle as well at away as well. Like, that that's ridiculous. I, I literally don't – unless it's the Packers, like, locked up the two-seed or something, I, I, even then, I don't know how they win a game. I really don't. Yeah, I, I mean – well, so, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think 0-17 is completely off the table for them or Houston. Um, but usually, unless a team is just – think about it. 0-16 now 0-17 or whatever has only happened like a couple times in the history of football. It's not a common thing. You have to be particularly terrible. I understand that, but, like, I don't understand why they're over under that four, though. Like, I think their ceiling is a four-win team. And yeah, that, I mean, being so, generous. So the books, I think, allow for, like, they're cautious because teams can be, you know, football can be kind of volatile at times. I don't think this is a year where it's going to be particularly volatile, but it can be volatile at times. Um, so I think I think that's their thing, you know. It, it, but in what world, they must think Jared Goff is, like, just as good as Matthew Stafford. Like, what world 
does, does that team win four games? So let me let me rally. Let me try to come up with a case here, and let's let me pre- preface this with saying I agree with you. I think this team is bad. I think they're only winning two games. I think again they'll probably upset a couple of teams at some point because that's just what can happen in football. You get a, a team that has an off day, and you know something some weird shit happens. But let me let me give you the case. Um, T.J. Hawkinson becomes a top three tight end in football. To and he he is the the passing game, and he can he is ready for that. The receiver they drafted in the fourth round, Saint Brown, he's he ends up being a steal and is really good. Um, Aduka takes a massive jump and becomes the number one caliber cornerback. So that's your and Jared Goff. Um, is is like bad, but not. That's your case for uh, Detroit. I disagree with it. I think they suck, but that's your case for them just being five and twelve, right? If that all that happens, they're like a two team, like you said. Yeah, I don't think all that's gonna happen though. Right, I think their past game is gonna be the worst. Right, like, like I said, I think their ceiling could even be a three or two win team. Like the, the, their schedule is kind of kind of hard for a last place team. I mean, same page. Yeah, I mean, all right. Anything else on Detroit? Let's just, let's move on to somebody better. Yeah, we took. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so the next team we have here is the Chicago Bears. What's my record for Chicago? Um. Okay, so the, seven and a half. I have them under, but I think it's a good number. I think it's it's a pretty fair number. Um, I have them at uh, seven and ten. I probably have them higher if Justin Fields were playing, but the Bears seem insistent on making sure that they don't play the best quarterback on their roster. So you have to knock them down because of that. Um, Andy Dalton is just a a blah veteran. It's really what Andy Dalton is, is he is the perfect bridge option to a younger quarterback. Um, I will say that, but like this team is just, uh, you know, they don't have the infrastructure on offense for a guy like Dalton. Like at least their offensive line is a major concern. At least if you put, um, because Tevin Jenkins is, is probably not going to play. And I felt about Tevin Jenkins in the draft. I think he's a pretty good tackle prospect. And, uh, but at least if you had Justin Fields in there, he could run around and make some things happen behind a leaky line. Andy Dalton is going to be sitting duck back. And they don't have the receivers um, that maybe you'd want. They have a Allen Robinson who's good. Mooney, I think, is. Um, but and then defensively, their defense is all is really been their calling card. But their corner situation has deteriorated deteriorated enough. They cut Kyle Fuller. Um, they didn't really replace him, so uh, I don't. I think they're going to be like pretty good on defense but not what they've been you know they're not going to be that elite defense we saw a couple years ago so uh i don't think this team is uh and also (laughs) matt Nagy is coaching for his job for sure so um that could you know promote some dysfunction into the whole thing like i I, i'm i'm going to i'm going under here what do you think seven they're under at six and here's why I'm okay, so at, it's seven and a half. Yeah, they're under. I'm looking okay. at their schedule. So I think they start out three and two. 
But then after they play the Raiders, listen to this. This is a brutal one. Packers, Buccaneers, 49ers, Steelers, and Ravens. All back-to-back. That yeah. is insane. That that's brutal. Those are all those are all borderline top ten defenses they're playing. And, and yeah. I think the Packers God. defense is going to be top ten. So those are all top ten defenses they're playing in a row. With Andy Dalton starting, there's no way they, they I, I think they go on five during that start, that stretch. Um well, if, if they Andy go on five, and like Fields is in, right? I make the change because they have to. Yeah, I, I think, I think they will, will eventually, but like, I hope, I hope for Fields' sake, they don't start him during that stretch. That's how my feels. She's a big Ohio State fan too. She don't want yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't want him to die. Like that, that those exactly. defenses are gonna kill him. Like, start if you're gonna start him, start him against the Lions or something. Get his get his foot feet like wet before you start him against the Packers and the Buccaneers. Like that they're literally going against top ten defenses five weeks in a row. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean there is some definitely some logic to that. that that's a good idea. You know, because you, you do want that the, the coming into the grid. A good point. Um I, I know before you know the decision was made to, to go from jump, like there's a lot of talk that we would play Cam for the first four games, get through the Brady game. And then week five, we play the Texans. So there's a lot of talk that, you know, you put Mac in against Houston, get him off to a good start. And then you can kind of, and then Dallas's defense in week six too, um, which is not the hardest thing to, to play ever. So like you, you can get him off to, you know, do a good start. So yeah, right. I, I definitely. I, I, yeah. Cause, cause here's my thing after that stretch, then they play, Lions again, Cardinals, they don't are they gonna have a good defense? Maybe, but not as good as those other teams. And and then it's just more manageable. I mean, even then, that's a they have a tough schedule even then. I mean, uh, but I mean it's the NFL, but those five, if you put him if you put him in, I, I would put him in against the Bengals week two. I mean, because they have to start against the Rams at the Rams. So that's brutal. I, I this is a six win team. Is, is what I'm getting at. They have a brutal game. They have a brutal schedule. Uh, it's a six win team. Yeah, I don't find much fault in what you're saying. Um, I uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I definitely uh, I don't think they're gonna do anything um as early as week two. But yeah, I mean, you definitely that week one against the Rams, like you just gotta get through right. that game. Well, I think here's my hot take. I think Andy Dalton's injured by week four. I mean, is that that hot of a take? I mean, Andy Dalton. Not, not really, since they have Aaron to play. They have line. to play. They have to play the Rams and the Browns in the first four weeks. Yeah, exactly. Who is blocking Aaron Donald and Miles Garrett? Like you. That, that's that's, that's what I'm take. saying, and I, I, and, and then like, I think I think Justin Fields needs to start by the Raiders. Uh, then that's week five. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely all fair stuff. So, um, but that's all hey. I got. All right. Um, then let's move on to Minnesota. So, Minnesota is, uh, their over under is nine. This is a push for me. Um, I have them nine and eight. And drum roll, 
this is my number seven seed in the NFC. Do I love this team? No. There's definitely some concerns here. Um, their defense wasn't that good last year, but they were also kind of injured. So, like, is their defensive regression more because of that, or is it because they've just gotten old and not that good at some spots? Like, I know their corner situation is not ideal, but you can say that about a lot of teams. But you look at their offensive potential, and you have, again, Kirk Cousins is not a great quarterback, but he's decent if, again, his reluctance to get vaccinated doesn't come back to haunt the Vikings and he has to miss time. That would, uh, you know, hurt the record, obviously. But, like, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are really good. So he has a couple of really good receivers to throw to. Dalvin Cook is a really good running back. You know, this is almost – they definitely have some similarities to, like, the Titans. I think this is just, like, a slightly worse version of the Titans, to be honest with you. Like, pretty good quarterback. As good as Tannehill. Dalvin Cook is an elite running back. They have two elite wide receivers. Um, You know, I think Darisol is going to help their offensive line. Like, um, but they have some defensive questions. So I can definitely see kind of the link between those teams. But I think this team, you know, it's a coin flip, but I'm going to just enough to eke their way back into the playoff. Number seven is a really, you know, pretty uninspiring seventh seed. And, uh, then the number two seed will probably want them in the first round. That'll be that. But like, I don't know. What what, what have you got on the vote? Looking yeah, at their schedule, I don't know how they get to nine. Honestly, I think nine and eight is their ceiling, and that's if everything goes according to plan. But like, they have to play at Cardinals. They have to play Seattle, Browns. Um, Ravens, Chargers, Packers, 49ers, like Steelers. I, I don't know. I, they probably win against the Steelers. Even if you give them the Steelers win, like, I think they split with the Bears, probably. And even if you don't give them the split, if you don't give them the split, they get to eight wins. Like, they have to play the Rams, too. Like, that, I don't know. Everything has to go right in my mind for them to go nine wins. I think they go. I think they go eight. I, I think they go eight, and that's a very generous eight. I mean, I, I don't see how they they go nine eight. To be honest with you, with the schedule, you you have to give them wins against like Packers almost, and I'm not willing to do that. I wouldn't be shocked if I, I think they're good enough that they could beat the Packers at home. I don't, but they also have to play the Chargers away. That that's a fifty fifty toss up in my mind. So if they beat the Chargers. Yeah. I, there's a path to go to nine wins. I just think everything has to go perfect for them to do that. I think their ceiling is nine and eight. I think they're four, six, and eleven. Okay. So yeah, I'm I mean, going with eight wins. Yeah, sure. Don't get me wrong. I don't feel great about putting this team in the playoffs at all. Um, I, I, I really don't – I wanted to go with another team that we'll get to in this spot, but um, – I know what you're talking about. I know who you're yeah, talking about. But yeah, I yeah. mean, so I, I'll get into why I changed my mind later. But, look, the Vikings are just – they're just there. They just are what they are. And um, I think this year in, 
you know, seven is, you know, you add a seventh team into the playoffs, and that seventh team is going to be pretty darn close to average, right, and in, in a lot of cases. And I think this Vikings team is pretty average, and I, I think they're a little bit above average, and that helps them maybe get, you know, against this hard schedule to still eke out just enough to get there. But I definitely your concern. I don't think this is a – you know, I don't feel great about this pick at all. So this is just what I'm going with, and we'll see what happens. Anything else on the Vikings? got okay the green bay then and uh so their over under is 10 i think this i don't know if this was pre like aaron Rodgers, you know coming back or i think i think it was after he came back and um i'm going over um i will say this uh i think i have the green bay at 12 and 5 i think they win the number two in the nfc but this is what I'm talking about. I have a full three game gap between them and Tampa. Um, I have them at 12 and five. So it is a couple of over by a couple of wins. The, they will nominally be the number two seed, but I think they're the fourth most threatening team if you look at. But if you look at who can knock off the Bucks, so I guess take out of it, I would have them third behind a couple of other teams that we'll get to. Um, I don't think they're good enough defensively to beat the Bucs. I, I just don't. Like, Aaron Rodgers really, really freaking good. So is Tom Brady. Both offenses are loaded. Bucks have more weapons, though. And, uh, you know, and then the defenses, you know, I'd much rather campus. So, you know, obviously last year, right, the game was in Green Bay when they played. This year, it's going to be in Tampa, I think. And I don't think that's good news for the Packers. Um, if there was one advantage that the Packers maybe had last year was that there could have been weather, some weather issues, Tampa, you know, besides Brady, you know, cold, you know, guys who aren't used to playing in cold weather. So that could have been a thing. It, it wasn't enough of a thing. And this year, that's not going to be something the Packers have. I don't. So I, 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 I like a couple other teams better than this team in terms of who can beat Tampa in a playoff game. But I think the Packers will be very good. They have Aaron Rodgers, who's one of the best top few quarterbacks in the NFL. And, um, you know, I think they'll the divisional round and then Rodgers will get offseason to the Denver Broncos. That's my prediction. Um, probably would. You said the over was 12? Over under is 10. Ooh, that's a low over/under for this team. I I have them at thirteen and four, and okay. and here's and, and and the thing is, their schedule is not that hard, honestly. Uh, they play the 49ers, and I have them lo- losing that one at 49ers. I mean, like they they have the Steelers at home. I mean, uh, Washington's going to be a tough one for them, but they have them at home. I mean, they they play the Chiefs, and that's the loss I have at the Chiefs, but. And they play the Rams and at Ravens, but like besides that, pretty easy schedule, all things considered. Um, I have them at thirteen and four. I I think you're right that the Buccaneers are going to have some gap, but I don't know. I think Tom Brady's going to try to go undefeated. That's assuming that if they beat the Rams, um, 
at the Rams, they're going to try to go undefeated. So, um, I have the Packers at three and, at thirteen and four, and that, that that's pretty much it. So, what I would say is, um, I have a couple of rebuttals. Well, number one, so you actually have the same gap between Tampa and Green that I did. It's still three games, which I thought was interesting. I didn't expect that necessarily. I thought you were going to have Green Bay at 14 or 15 based on the way you were kind of talking earlier. But yeah, so I guess on top, I'm sure he wants to go undefeated. He's competitive. And and you're probably right, and I'm probably wrong, but I'll play devil's advocate and say, hasn't Tom Brady seen like that going undefeated in the regular season doesn't really matter? Like if the number one, if the only Super Bowls because believe me, 2007, they were undefeated and they were, and then they started to run in some trouble in the playoffs and then the Giants upset them. And like after the game, like, like they talk about it in that, in that book, the, the dynasty that I read uh, by Jeff Benedict that I read over the summer, like they were just, there were all these players just sobbing, distraught, like Belichick went into, Kraft's office and was talking about like, you know, when Kraft asked him how how he was doing, he was just like, "Well, I'm not going up near any top, you know, to the buildings right now." Like he, these guys were all so just devastated, and like it just, I feel like that experience would would kind of show that like you know, yeah, sixteen and zero or seventeen and zero is cool, but like at the end of the day, the ring. Really matters. Here's here's my rebuttal to that. He said he he traded two Super Bowl rings for that undefeated season. And, and you're right. You're right. That is yeah. that is a thing. So like I said, you're probably right. I'm just giving like the right. Um, right. But but no, I could see the Packers go 14 in uh in three as well. They'd have to beat Baltimore at home. I mean away. But like I could see that happening. In the 49ers at home. I mean away unless. 49ers have injuries again, and like Nick Bosa's not 100%. That could happen. So they, there's definitely ways that they could go 14 or 15 wins. I just know the Packers. I think they go 13. I think they're, they're I think their ceiling is 15 and two. I think their floor is 11 and six. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that's, that's very uh, that's all very realistic. I, I don't disagree too much. Um, I'm gonna give them just because. I'm gonna give them five losses just because, um, you know, there I, there was all that dysfunction, and who knows how that's gonna seep into the team. So that's I knocked the win because of that. But um, yeah, so are we are we gonna move on to maybe the best division of football? Yeah, I'm I'm ready. All right, Arizona Cardinals over under eight and a half. I was all set to go over. I was all set to go all in on a prediction that for the first time in the history of football, all four teams in a division would make the playoffs. And then Malcolm Butler retired. And then I looked at their secondary situation at corner and I got cold feet. I have the Cardinals at eight, and nine, just under that mark. And I have them out of the playoffs. This is a team that is, you know, even with that corner situation, they do have J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones to get after the quarterback. They In another division, they could still make the playoffs and they could still win some more games. But here's the problem. 
they play in the NFC West. Where, and in the NFC West, there's some really freaking good teams in this division. Like, what's the Cardinals' record in this division going to be? One and five, two and four, two and four maybe if they're lucky. So, I like Kyler a lot. I'm high on him as a quarterback. Their passing game is really good. I don't, but I don't think their run game is going to be very good. And uh, I don't. Um, I just don't think. Uh, and Cliff Kingsbury, we have to see, you know, where he goes, kind of from here as a coach, as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, I don't know. What do you think about the Cardinals? Um, I think eight. I'm, I'm trying to get my computer, my, my laptop. I'm trying to watch this, have this madness stream on my laptop to try to get rewards on there, and it, my connection is just all of a sudden just crashing out. So I'm trying to figure it out. So here, here's my thing with the Cardinals. I'm looking through the schedule. Their floor could be anywhere from seven and ten, and their ceiling could be ten and seven. And I think eight is actually a good over under. I, I wouldn't, if I was going to bet, I would not bet an over under on the Cardinals because I think eight's the perfect number for them, just looking through their schedule. Um, but my sneaking suspicion is they go nine and eight and they contend for that wild card spot. Uh, reason being is that they usually split with Seattle. So there's one win. They, they usually. They might, they might. I don't, I don't know if they'll split with 49ers. They might, honestly, they might lose out and they'll only go one and five. I mean, let's just say for argument's sake, they do that. Well, then they have at Cowboys, they could win. So that's two. Colts are coming to town. So that's three. I'm not high on the Colts. Then they play the Lions. That's four. Bears, five. Panthers, six. Texans, seven. And then Jaguars eight, and then Vikings nine. So they could easily, and they they could they they might go nine and eight. Uh, they could go ten and seven if they uh. You, it's a division game. You never know. They could beat the 49ers, and the 49ers are as good as everyone says. So like that's why I say they're ten and seven. But there's a definite path to go nine and eight. I would not be surprised if they're nine and eight. Um. That's why I think, I think honestly they they do probably go nine and eight. I think they could they could uh, upset the 49ers every once uh, like in, in in one game and go even if they go two and four like you're saying, that's good enough with their schedule that they could go nine and eight. So I'm going to say they're nine and eight, and I say they go for the wild card. Okay, yeah. So uh, look, I before the Butler the Malcolm Butler injury, I was there with you, um, completely. I was. Uh, it's just now with him down, it's just hard for me to, you know, they're start. They're going to have to start like Robert Alford, who's like not, I don't think he's that good. And then they're going to have to play like their fourth round rookie. Like, mm, that concerns That's the thing. Butler was on his last legs too. So like, it's not like he was this all pro corner either. 
So I like, think he's, I think he could be confident, and I, no, I he'd think be he confident, but like I don't think that pushes the the Cardinals to. What did you say they were eight and nine? Yeah. See, that's not bad. Like, see, I I think that's very reasonable. I this is a team, like I said, they could be ten seven. I wouldn't be surprised. They could be six and eleven or six and eleven or seven ten. Six and eleven, I'd be surprised. Seven and ten, I wouldn't. Like their their range is seven and ten or ten and seven. Like that's their range. So I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't be shocked if they're eight and nine. I wouldn't. Um, yeah, I think I, mean, I think they're they're going to be at least eight and nine. But I, this is a team that's going to fascinate everyone because um, they should make the step uh, with everything they made. So I, I'm going to go nine and eight, and uh, I think they. I, I honestly think with the NFC. I don't I don't think that's gonna be good enough for the, the playoffs. I don't, based on my prediction in the NFC East. So they'll miss, miss out, but I think they're nine and eight. Okay. And and and, and look that my, I guess my point is that like in a normal division, I'd be with you. Um I, I'd probably be more with you, but like in this division with when all these teams are so good, like the slightest thing Slightest nitpick can be just what. But really I, I think I think even if they go two and four, like you were saying, that's good enough for them to be nine and eight. With their- I mean, I think they could go one and five. That I, that's very reasonable because I had them. I was thinking that, but then I was like, no, oh, they could split with the 49ers or the Rams. You never know. Um, I, I think I they, they split one with off the 49ers. Seattle, everything else in the division, right? Right. No, that that's very reasonable because my first glance, I was like, yeah, they'll go only one and five and beat Seattle at home. But you never know. Yeah. They they usually they usually have pretty good games with Seattle. They'll take one against Seattle. Um, but otherwise, um yeah. Uh so yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, I, the over under is eight eight point five. I think it's a really good number. You're a half win above, I'm a half win below. So if you're listening and you're into this stuff, probably stay away from this one. Um, but I don't think we're too far off here. But yeah, I mean, um, it, 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 before before I had changed my prediction, I actually did have this team in the playoffs at nine and eight. But you know, I think we're on the same page, right? Right. So what, what what this team is. Um. So uh, you want to move on to the to where things get pretty good here? Yeah, I'm ready to move on. So Seattle over under is ten, and I am going over. Um, I have them as. Uh, what did I have them as? Um, well, spoiler I have all these teams. <laughs> but I'll just say off tiebreakers because um, I'll just say off tiebreakers and see Hawks end up with a six seed. Um, look, you know, I feel like the Seahawks are forgotten in this conversation. And I think as a threat to the Bucks, they're a little bit further down the list specifically but russell wilson is really freaking good dk metcalf and tyler lockett are really freaking good um i my my the thing is here so i'm looking for this new offensive coordinator they brought in shane waldron who's coming from the rams i thought brian schottenheimer was awful like he had just the worst philosophy for a team like built around russell wilson um i'm hoping that Waldron can, you know, at least for, for, for the state of the Seahawks, hopefully Waldron comes in and 
you know, kind of brings a little bit more of a modern approach to the game. I think that would be good for them. And then defensively, I think their front seven is pretty good. Um, corner is the spot. Again, they're not the only team that's like this, but uh, corner is uh, a potential problem spot for them. Um, they traded Akella Witherspoon to you guys, and like they had like Trey Flowers and ah God, I don't even know. So um, if they but if they can find solutions back there, like look, they're being I think they're being underplayed as a potential team that wins this division just because there's a lot of hype around the Rams and the 49ers, and I'm buying it, you know, as we'll get to, but I don't don't discount Seattle. Like Seattle won the division last year and then lost in the wild card game, right? I wouldn't say it's impossible that something similar could happen again where like Seattle does still win the division, but like they're not the better playoff team than one of those other teams. So they end up losing um, the playoffs. Uh, but yeah, I, I'll have this team number six. I think they're, I think they're, they're stable. They're always in the playoffs every year and I expect them to be there again. Um, Raleigh, what do you think? Uh, so I think 10 is the perfect number. I don't think as all the NFC West teams, the reason why they're overlooked is because their defense isn't that great. Their defense isn't that great, and their offense is good. But besides DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, yeah, they're good. But are they better than the Rams or are they better than the 49ers? Like, because they're they have because the, the thing that they're missing is they can score but they can't stop anyone. And when you're playing against the two best offensive minds in football, 49ers, the Shanahan and McVay, that is not, that's not good. I mean, that, that's why I'm not as high, but that being said, also, when you look at their, their, their schedule, their, their, their floor should be nine and eight. Their ceilings probably 11 and six. I'm at the 10-7. I think that's perfect. I think they're similar to the Cardinals. You stay away from the over-under on this because they start off with the Colts and Titans. I think they lose one of those. Then they go to 49ers Rams back-back. So I think they're they're starting the year 2-4 and four, or 2-3 and three, potentially. Then they have to go to the Steelers. And for some reason, the Steelers always play the Seahawks well. Um, I still think Seattle would win. I wouldn't be surprised if they lost since they're away. But the rest of their schedule is pretty simple besides going to Washington Packers. But I, I, I think they go 10-7. I, don't, I think they're a wild card team. I don't see them at all contending for the division in reality. I think the 49ers and the Rams, if they're healthy – their rosters are constructed better than the Seattle Seahawks, and that's all I'll say. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with, with anything you said. I just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in agreement. I just think Russell Wilson is enough to maybe get that extra regular season game. But, you know, around that, that same spot is definitely where I think this team will be. Do you have them as the number six seed as well? I Well, you know. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll run I through the them, NFT. I have them at, well. It depends. It depends. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do it at the end. Okay. Um, any any follow-up thoughts or should we move on? Okay. Um, number 
Okay, what, what am I saying? So next up, we have the 49ers over under 10 and a half. Um, I'm going over on this one. I'm going 11 and six uh, for the 49ers. And I'm going to say that the 49ers win this division. And the reason why I'm going to say that they win, I, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt through all these tiebreakers. I'm just going to do that just because it's so it seems like every year, right, in the NFL, we have one team that goes last to first. It just seems to happen every year, you know, how, however it happens. Um, and I looking through this just seems to be the likely candidate to do it because they're the best, they're the best of the bunch. So um, do I think they're better than the Rams? No, but I think they can get the same regular season record. I'm going to give them the tiebreaker and I'm going to have them as the number three seed. So um, I Definitely, I don't know if their defense is as good as the team from two years ago because they don't have the Forrest Buckner and they don't have Richard Sherman. Uh, but I think offensively, this is maybe even a better team than the one that went to the Super Bowl. Like, I'm way higher on Jimmy Garoppolo than you are, I know. But, like, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback. Like, if he's actually healthy, health has been his concern. If he is actually healthy, like – he, the guy can play is, you know, the, the guy can really, you know, he, he's shown he can get them to the Super Bowl. Um, I anticipate he will be because they are trying to win and Trey Lance is really raw. He will be their starting quarterback all year unless he gets injured. And um, I think that'll be good for the 49ers. I think they'll do well with that. Uh, you know, we all know how, how well they can scheme up the run game. Samuel and Ayuk are good and Kittle are good pass catching weapons. Their line is good. Um, They're sound on defense. Again, a common theme in this, oddly enough, you know, this division is so good, but the corners seem to be a spot for almost a weakness for almost everyone. This was the Niners too, but like Kyle Shanahan's a good, like I like this team and um, they're there. If I'm ranking teams in the NFC that have the best chance to challenge Tampa, this is number two to me because to beat Tampa, you're going to want to run, be able to run the ball, which this team can do. And you're going to want to have a defensive line that can get after Tom Brady, which this team has. Um, and you're going to want a quarterback that can make the plays that needs to be made. And Garoppolo, I, I believe, is good enough for that. So uh, that's where I stand on the Niners. How about you, Raleigh? I, you said 11? I it's so the over under is ten and a half. I said eleven personally for my prediction. I'm going thirteen and four, and my hot take is that's not good enough for the division. Ooh, that's my hot take. They'll be the fifth wild card, the fifth seed, and here's why. So, one, I I don't know why it's only ten and a half because I'm looking at their schedule, and I know I know we might be too high on them depending on how. Healthy bozos and everything. They start off with the Lions and Eagles. Then they're at home with the Packers. And I think they go 4 0 um, right off the bat. They oh, they could go 5 0. They could even go 6 0 right off the bat or 7 0. I, I, they might drop one to the Cardinals, maybe. Um, but I don't see. I, I think the four for this team is 11 6. I think the the ceiling would be like 15 and two. I think they're going to be 13 and four. Um, they don't play that tough of a schedule. They're home. 
against the Texans and the Falcons. I mean, that's that's very favorable. So I, I think this team goes 13-4, and four and they get the fifth seed in the playoffs. So I think what will happen and, and why I, I had all these teams a little artificially deflated is just the strength of the division I think is going to cannibalize records a little bit. Like, again, do I think the 49ers are better than Green Bay? Yes. Do I think our next team is better than Green Bay? I do. Um, but I think just because the Packers play in an easier division, um, and that's six games right there, I think, like, the Packers should go – the Packers are probably going to go 5-1 and one in their division, right? Like, if you may have them at 6-0. and oh, I think they'll go 5-1. and one. I think they'll split with the Vikings. I look at these teams, the Niners, you know, they'll – I think they can sweep the Cardinals, but I think they're probably splitting with the other two. So that win right there, you know, that could be could be the difference. And uh, you know, so that's true. But they also play the AFC South, so like, I mean, yeah, that's that true. makes up for all of it. And and, and that's and they also play um, the, the Falcons. I mean, and they play yeah. um, the, the Texans at home. Like that. That's very. And they play the Jaguars too. I mean. I, I just think um, – And the I, Bengals should be there. Um, if I have this right, the Bengals should be there. Like They are. Yes. And, and they're, they're away for the Bengals, but who cares? It's Bengals. So, like – Yeah, that's an easy 17th game, so that – Right. So, the, like I, mean, I said, that, that's what I'm saying, but that that's why I'm kind of picking them, even though I don't think they're better than the next team we have. I think I'll pick them to win the division because of that, all that stuff. Right. Well, so we'll go. I guess we can go move on to the division winner. Well, your division winner. My division winner. <laughs> I have the Niners in, in, in the division, but look, the Rams are really freaking good, man. And um, I had them at 11 and 11 and six. And I'll, I'll get to why I, I have them losing six games in a second and why I don't think ultimately they will beat Tampa, even though they're the biggest threat to beat Tampa. Um, so I have them at 11 and six. It is over because the over underline is 10 and a half. Um, I, I really like this team. They have a little bit of a harder schedule than the, uh, Niners do. Like for example, the 17th game, they get Baltimore instead of the Bengals. That's probably a win for the Niners. That might be a loss for the, uh, the Rams potentially. I don't know where that game's being played, but. Uh, I don't know. The game would be played in Baltimore. Yeah, that could definitely be a loss for the Rams. So, um, you know, and and my concern with the Rams, really, there's a lot to like here. And if you're looking for a team that can, they don't maybe have the run game that I'm talking about as, you know, being ideal to challenge the Bucks. But uh, that pass rush, Aaron Donald is maybe the ideal defensive player to have if you're trying to face Tom Brady because he is an interior pass rusher. And that is what bothers Tom Brady. And Aaron Donald might be the best in history at doing that. It's probably him or J.J. Watt, right? So, at least in recent times. So, um, obviously, I'm not trying to disrespect any legend of the game or anything like that. But we'll just say in the modern era, you're probably looking at Aaron Donald and J.J. Watt. So, um, there's a lot to like there. And then Ramsey is going to shut down whoever he's covering. He is a great player. Here is the problem with the and, and oh and then obviously the upgrade from Stafford to Goff or from Goff to Stafford is incredible. Stafford isn't like the best quarterback in football or anything, but you know, going from an awful quarterback like Goff to Stafford, 
a pretty good one like Stafford is going to make a world of difference. And they, they, they don't have like that elite, elite, elite receiver, but they have good depth of receiver. And um, Sean McVay is a great play caller, one of the best ones in the league. Here is why I'm not going to – I'm going to say they lose six games and why they – I'll say they – um. I don't know how the seeding would work in this case. Like, because I, I have them as the fifth seed, they may play Tampa, you know, in the divisional round. I don't know how all that would work. Um, but I'll say, it, you, whether it's the divisional round or the conference or the championship game, this is why they will lose six games regular season and ultimately lose to Tampa. I don't know about their offensive line. I probably would have drafted a little more there if I were them. Um, Andrew Whitworth is 40. I at left tackle, I think that's something to watch. Um, you don't usually make it the left. You know, obviously we know more and more players are pushing age boundaries, but, you know, not many left tackles are playing at 40. I think that's one to watch. And then just the depth of the roster overall, they really have gone with the stars and scrubs approach, kind of the quote-unquote anti-patriots, which is which has worked for them, and there's some positives to it. But, like, unlike Tampa, who is – except for a few positions pretty insulated from, you know, one injury derailing their season, you know, with the Rams all of a sudden, it's like, if, if, if they, if they have too many injuries, they could really be in trouble. Um, you know, I don't know what their secondary is also going to be like outside of Jalen Ramsey. They lost John Johnson. What's their plan to replace him going to be. So um, there's definitely some things for them to figure out. It's not a perfect team. Uh, which is why I don't have them in the Super Bowl, but I think it's a very good team and uh, they will be there. They will be one of the final eight and they will give Tampa the hardest run, the biggest run in the NFC. Um, so Raleigh, what, you know, explain why you're maybe a little higher on the team in the regular season. Than that. And, and, and here, here's the reason. I think we both agree that what was stopping them was Jared Goff. And oh, he's terrible. I've told you this story times in the 2018 right. Super Bowl. The Patriots' whole game plan was like, or a big part of it anyway, was like, you know, we're gonna set a certain defense, and then when the play clock communication between McVeigh and Goff goes out of 15 seconds, we're gonna change our defense. We're gonna make Goff think and not have McVeigh playing quarterback basically from the sideline. And he's just going to turn into a, you know, he's just going to do nothing. And he was terrible. I mean, the guy sucks. Right. He's a bad player. And Stafford, like, McVay is going to, McVay is going to be in love with Matthew Stafford this season because, like, so, Matthew Stafford, just because Matthew Stafford doesn't suck. You are, so I'm just, I'm just saying, I, I, I do my over unders just based on paper rosters, not on injuries. And uh, you are right. If Matthew Stafford goes down or any of their starters, they're screwed. Um, in some positions, but in my mind, as long as their defense is as good as they were last year, there's no reason this team can't go 15 and two. There's no reason. I think they beat the Buccaneers at home. I think the difference is, is that they play at a hard division. So they'll split with the 49ers and they'll, they'll lose another game somewhere. Um, But in my mind, they're going to be the ones nipping at Tampa Bay to go 17-0. So they might be a game back, but it's going to be close enough where Tampa Bay might be just like, hey, if we if they lose, especially if they lose to the Rams, 
Tampa Bay is going to have to do better than the Rams. And I think that's why they go 16 and 1. Um, but they're going to try they they're going to they're going to have to try to the very end because of that. They're only going to be a game ahead if they go 16 and 1. So, okay, yeah, I mean, so I I can't say that I'm I'm with you on this one because look, I just think, you know, 15 to 2, I think just in this division I, I think that's just uh, – I just don't think you're going 15 between this. I think, look, could they go – am I too down on them? Could they go 13 and 4? You're, um, you're, yeah, you're, I think you're too down on them at 11-6. I honestly think okay. Seattle's not that great of a team. I think they're they're very – like, they're, they're, their defense is nothing – is nothing pretty much. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really scared of them defensively. Offensively, did they really do much to improve that offense? I don't know. Did they? I mean, Gabe Jackson helps. They drafted Dwayne Eskridge. I think they made some, you know, minor depth kind of upgrades. Right, but if if we weren't if this, coaching on offense for Seattle, on that's what roster, it was. I think it'd be much better coach. See, unlike the other teams though in the West, if you look at the roster without Russell Wilson, that's why I don't like the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, yeah, that's, that, that's fair. Look, I think the Seahawks are the third best team here. I just think that Russell Wilson – look, here's the thing. You, so, on one hand, you're, you're right. Like, you're right with what you're saying. On the other hand, Russell Wilson's the best quarterback in this division. Yes, he is. Um, so, yeah, I mean – He's the best, but will he have be- – here, here's, a, here's a bold prediction. Here's a bold prediction. Matthew Stafford has better numbers than Russell Wilson at the end of this year. Um, the McVay factor may push it in that favor, but I yeah. in, in that way. But I also think again, don't discount the new Seattle offensive coordinator, uh, Shane Waldron. Brian Schottenheimer was not a good coordinator. They let him go. He ran the Schottenheimer ran the ball way too much for a team that has Russell Wilson at quarterback. Just a complete wrong play style. Um. I think he was holding their team back. And so now they get this new coordinator, again, from the Rams, right? You know, so he's going to be bringing that kind of system in there. They also signed Gerald Everett from away from the Rams to be their tight end. That's another move that, that Seattle made. And I think with the new coordinator, who will hopefully, for their sake, you know, be a little more modern and call more passing plays um, and let Russell Wilson do his thing, I think Russell Wilson could have maybe the best year he's ever had. He's also going to throw more interceptions, though. He 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 reminds me a lot of gunslinger, big big Ben Roethlisberger approach, where he'll have great games, but then he is also um, he's very liable to have a game where he throws three picks, and and that's and that's one of the faults of Russell Wilson is he's sometimes too much of a gunslinger. So is it really the best idea to give him? 40 passes a game? I don't know. Yeah, I, well, I think for uh, I think for that team, it, it, it is the best uh, the best approach. Um, I mean, look, Russell Wilson's going to be the MVP conversation. He's really good. I guess I'm a little higher on him than you are, but I, I just think that the adjustment in coaching is going to make a big difference for the Rams. I mean, for the Seahawks, I do. Um but yeah, so I don't know. Are we are we good on uh, the Rams and the Seahawks in this uh, crazy crazy good division? Yeah, I, I'm good. I've said said all I've had to do on the West, but uh, I think the Rams are going to be the division leaders. 
Okay, so I'll I'll start, but let's go down the line of how we think the playoffs picture is going to turn out for the the NFC. So I'll I'll start. I'm going to say Tampa number one, uh, Green Bay number two, uh, 49ers number three, Washington four, Rams five, Seattle six, and then Minnesota seven. What's your playoff uh, bracket? I'm a little different. I'm saying Tampa one, Rams two, Green Bay three, Washington four, five is 49ers. And here's here's the thing. My wild card teams of six and seven are both ten and seven. So I'll say Seattle at six, Cowboys at seven. Okay, so ultimately we we have one between it's it's crazy. So we have we have different orders, but we have the same fourteen playoff teams with one exception, and that is the seven seed in the NFC. And I'm even right. admitting I have the Cowboys the same record as Minnesota. So you may be right, um, but right. that'll be our one difference. Um, well, you you also had the records being worse for the seven seed than I do. Yeah, I just don't think. I mean, yeah. re- I mean, remember the Bears. Um, Got the seven C last year at eight and eight, right? Like I just don't. Right. The, you know, the, I just think AFC is way right. deeper than NFC is. The only reason why I have a ten seven for the Cowboys is that they were missing. I literally love their drafts this year, um, okay. and they got Dan Quinn. So I think their defense is a top fifteen defense, and I think that puts them at ten seven. I think that Washington is eleven six team, and, and that and that's going to be the the difference in the division there. But in the, even if I'm wrong, and Cowboys and Washington are ten and seven somehow, um, I, I don't know what the tiebreaker is going to be. But you can flip them. I, I'm that. I think Washington's the better team constructively. But if you told me that the Cowboys are like beat them in the in in the regular season stuff, would not surprise me. They because they have the better offense, so um, that would not surprise me at all. I think their defense is way far and beyond better than what they were last year. Yeah, I mean, so, and, and that's really, I think the theme here is that um, I think you're higher on some of these teams' records than I am. Like, I look at it, and again, I'm listing teams like the 49ers and the Rams and whatever. Yeah, they have the best teams with the best chance to beat Tampa, but I think there is a far, um, and this will be a good segue in the Super Bowl, but I think there is a far better chance that Kansas City gets knocked off in the AFC and Tampa gets knocked off in the NFC. Wait, so you're, you're saying that the there's a far better chance that the Chiefs are – well, so, yeah, no, I, I, I'd agree with that to a certain extent. Um, I'm very high on the Rams, though. I think the Rams That's- and 49ers and – I think if Washington had a better offense, I think all four of those teams – or three of those teams are perfect, perfectly constructed to beat Tampa Bay. Yeah, I mean, plop, plop a uh, plop an available franchise quarterback, whether it's Deshaun Watson or right, um, whoever on. Like, let's say you take Deshaun Watson, magically clear up all his legal problems, and put him on Washington. Then yeah, I, I yeah, you put him right in there too. Right. Yeah. No. That and that's and that's the thing that Washington's missing. But I think the 49ers and the Rams. I would not be surprised. I think honestly. I mean, it's going to be very good football year in general. Oh, yeah. But I, I really do believe 
that Tampa Bay has the tougher road to the Super Bowl than uh, Kansas City. That I very much disagree with. I, I don't agree. With I, I don't. I don't. And so, and the reason being is that Tampa Bay has to beat the better teams than than uh, Kansas City does, because the Bills I, are no. Yeah, I, I think Kansas City has to beat the better teams. The Bills are not better than the 49ers or the Rams, in my mind. And the Ravens aren't. I don't think the. I'm not high on the Ravens. I think their defense is going to suck. The Browns are the, the, the Browns. team I need to watch, but I don't think they're better than the Rams or the 49ers. I don't. I think I think they're I think they're right on the same level, and I think the Bucks are better than the Chiefs. I I I, I agree with you roster wise. The Bucks are better than the Chiefs, but I don't agree with you that a McVay coach Rams team with that roster is not better than the Bucks. I think they're the same. I think it's a push. I think if the Rams get lucky and have a good injury year. I could maybe see where you're going, but um, like I agree with you that the four, the the Buccaneers are a super team, but I I you know what the, this is the basketball take I'm having. I think that you guys are the Heat when back when LeBron was uh was in, but the Rams are the Spurs with that coaching, and that's gonna be and I think that would be the difference when Rams beat you guys. I really do. You're saying why, you're saying you guys. I'm not a Tampa fan. Well, I, I think Tampa is going to lose to the Rams this year. Okay, I mean, look, Peter yeah. King agrees with you. There's plenty of people I, I, I've seen, and maybe it's just because people don't want to pick the same Super Bowl again, right? Um, you know, people are picking the Rams, and I get why. I get why. There's right. a lot of appeal to that. I understand. Yeah. I just think that Tampa is, is too good of a team for me to. Live in. I think there's a. I understand. That. I have them going sixteen and one, so I understand. I just think. Yeah. The Rams are perfectly constructed, and they're the Spurs of football right now. That, that's how I believe in them because, like, they're constructed perfectly for their coach, just like the Spurs were in the NBA. Okay. And, like, I, I really do believe McVay is going to be the next I, – I'd say that he's going to be the next Belichick. I would not – with how young he is, I would not be surprised if he wins six Super Bowls in his coaching career. I wouldn't. You know, he's got a lot of time. Right, uh, right. He's going to be a coach for another 30, 40 years if he wants to. Exactly, at least thirty. So that and that and that's the thing is, uh, yeah, he 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 is he is such a good coach, but like, man, I just can't. That Tampa roster and Tom Brady is just. Uh, oh, I know, I know. Trust me, I have him going seven, sixteen and one. Like I, yeah. I, I just I think that the Rams bite them or keep keep them going because they lose to the Rams. So they're going to be, have to be forced to win out, and that, that, yeah. that's 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 how I'm thinking they're going to be sixteen and one. But I mean, it would not surprise me if the Tampa Bay wins the whole thing. It wouldn't be surprising if the Rams win the whole thing. I just think the NFC is. I, I think AFC is is deeper, but I think the top two and top three teams in the NFC scare me more than the top three in the AFC. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, yeah, let me just say, so I'm, I'm going to segue this um, into my Super Bowl pick, and that is a very boring one. It's the same Super Bowl result we had last year with, with the Buccaneers beating the Chiefs. It's right. the same one. I, I just think those are the best teams. I will say, though, again, like I said, I do think the Chiefs are the more vulnerable team, and I'm going to say this. If either one of those teams gets upset, here is a hot take for me. 
if somebody crashes a Super Bowl party, if it's not one of those two teams, it's going to be the Cleveland Browns. I have the Browns a plus 750 to win the, uh, the AFC. I don't right. think the Browns are going to win the AFC, but I think right. they have a way better chance than plus 750, so I took the odds. Um, no, I, I agree with you. I think the Browns are going to be sneaky good. I don't even think it's going to be sneaky good. I think they're going to be a very good team. Um, my issue is with them. Baker is is maybe not on the same tier as, as Brady is, and Rodgers and, and Mahomes. Josh Allen and all that. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I think, yeah, he's a great – he's a good quarterback. And is he's a good system quarterback. That's pretty much what I'm saying. And right. – if if you, I, I want to see how OBJ goes. If I was them, and he started mouthing off, he's getting cut. They don't need him. They really don't. And that, that that's another thing as well. Um, I think I'm honestly one of those believers that they're better without him uh, than with him. But in my and I, I don't even think he's that good. Honestly, I think he's injury prone, and I don't. I think he was way overrated from that one hand catch. But I do agree with you. I think the Browns have a good chance of beating the Chiefs. Um, I think if, it, if someone's going to beat the Chiefs, it's going to be the Bills. That's just me personally. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I think the NFC is the better conference. Um, I think the AFC is a better conference. Actually. AFC top to bottom is a better conference. But the NFC top heavy, the heavyweights are better than the AFCs. Okay, well, uh, yeah. So there you have it. So, um, what's your Super Bowl pick? I think it's gonna be. I think I think it's it's probably gonna be Rams Chiefs in in my mind, um, because I'm I'm really high on the Rams this year. I think the Rams win the Super Bowl this year. Um, would I be surprised if Tampa Bay wins? No. Would I be surprised if the Browns win? I would be surprised if the Browns win. I, I really would. Um, oh, but, I don't think they're going to win, but I think they could right. upset the Chiefs and then get there and then lose to Tampa. Right. I, I think the odds, again, I have Tampa plus 650 to win the Super Bowl. I think that's a steal. I think Tampa right. is like a prohibitive favorite to me. It, I, I think there's like a 95% chance Tampa wins the Super Bowl. I will I really say who I really want to win the Super Bowl besides the Steelers would be the Bills because they never won one. I don't think – see, yeah, I mean, the Bills are definitely a candidate, too. They're just a weird we – have, we have to watch and see what happens. I think the Bills thing could go one of two ways. I think there's a chance that some of these people that are trying to find, you know, whoever's going to be that team and they're picking the Bills to, to go to the Super Bowl, they could be right. The Bills have that kind of upside. Josh Allen could take even another step and be right there, you know, on that Mahomes kind of level. Maybe, but I also think there's a chance the Bills regress a little bit and the Patriots could have a better chance to win the AFC East than people think. Um, I have the Patriots as the fifth seed, but I don't think it's inconceivable. No, it's not inconceivable. I mean, Bill Belichick's a a good defensive coach, but uh, my whole thing... And and Bill Belichick, you know, he made some comments when we played the Bills last year. I don't know that Bill Belichick thinks a whole lot of Josh Allen. As a player, now I, I don't, I don't know. You know, obviously he he respects Josh Allen and what he did last year. But like I don't think he sees Josh Allen as like this, like oh my god, it's going to be impossible to beat this kind of thing. Like, um, 
like we can all see it with Mahomes and just like, oh my God, this is one of going to be one of the top five quarterbacks in football history, you know, when he's done playing. Um, you know, we can all already see that. But with Josh Allen, it's like, I don't know if he's, he's really freaking good. He's one of the top quarterbacks in the game today, but um, I don't think he's this unbeatable challenge either. So, well, I just think he's a more complete team than the Bills. Well, here's here's my thing. I think Emmanuel Sanders takes that offense to a new level. Okay. Because now you have that, and he's your third receiver. Like, I'm sorry, what? Like, you had Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley plays out of his mind last year. Then you add Emmanuel Sanders to that offense. Damn. You might have lost, uh, what is it, John Ross or whatever his name is? John Brown. John Brown's not nearly as good as Emmanuel Sanders route running or anything like that. So you got two elite route runners on the same team in Diggs and him. That's going to be insane. Yeah. Now, I know Emmanuel Sanders has been in the league for like 10 or 11 years, but like it's he's still very solid. And uh, as a third option, I that, that's going to bring them a long way in my mind. Yeah, I mean, look, it's uh, it's certainly possible, um, but you know, we'll uh, we'll see. I, you know, I it's gonna be a fun season. I can't wait to watch how it plays out. And uh, I think Raleigh, is there any other anything else we need to discuss, or are we ready to wrap up? I think I think we're good. And uh, yeah, I, I can't wait for this uh, this season. And hopefully, COVID doesn't screw over anyone's team. Fingers crossed on that. That will be that is what we're all hoping for. And then we've got the kickoff just in two days. I'm looking forward to seeing Tom Brady just destroy Dallas, and and then we get into what's a massive game uh, on Sunday with with Pat's Dolphins. That's going to be a huge thing to start off the season. And then you guys play the Bills. I'm going to be actually rooting for the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. How about that? Wow, wow. I can't believe that. If TJ Watt's not going to play, so we're going to lose. TJ Watt's not playing. I doubt it. He's still holding out. He's still holding out for a contract. Oh, that's not good. No, there's. I. I just. I because the Steelers are being stupid and not guaranteeing him more money. Like I. I I just don't understand. That just seems like some old-fashioned Steelers type. of Yeah, but we have like the next year. We have like the second most salary cap. Like, give the man the fucking money. Yeah. Like I wanted them to pay him and Mika for the future. Like, just get it already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, those are definitely uh, missing for you guys. But, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. If, if you guys lose, I'm blaming you. It's your fault. Just kidding. No, you probably should lose. It's the Bills. But, you know, we'll see. Hopefully you guys can, can shock the world. And uh, Yeah, any, anything else you want to add? Uh, no, I just I, I'm interested to see how the league handles when a team's fully vaccinated and still gets COVID. I don't know how that's going to work. So on that subject, what I'm looking for is I'm waiting to see out of these unvaccinated quarterbacks, which one misses the game first, whether it's Kirk Cousins or Carson Wentz or Lamar Jackson, Lamar or Josh Allen. Allen, I heard, is not vaccinated, although I haven't like like Cousins and Wentz. We know I don't know right. if we, like I've heard some buzz that Lamar may have gotten the shot. Um, my mom heard that from somewhere, but. Uh, I'm interested to see who the first one is going to be. If I were to bet, I think it's going to be Kirk Cousins, just because that seems like a Kirk Cousins thing to do. But there's a lot of unvaccinated around the Bills. That that's that's the thing. Yeah. And, and, oh. Uh, oh. And that is why. So that is why I'm maybe 
giving the Browns the benefit of the doubt over the Bills because I think the Bills are going to struggle because Cole Beasley is like already having you know going crazy about it. So right, I, I just I just hope that uh, the league understands that if your team's vaccinated and still gets COVID, they shouldn't be able to forfeit. That that's all I'm saying. They did everything correctly, and they still got it. Like I don't think they should forfeit. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if everybody's been vaccinated, you know, that's not their fault. I think, I'm sure they'll take that into account. Um, yeah. But if, 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 look, if, if it's uh, – and the thing is, if you're vaccinated, the protocols are so you can come back pretty quickly. It's just, if right. you look, like, again, Miami has already, it sounds like, is going to have a couple of players, um, including their starting left tackle, on the COVID list, and they're, they're not playing So on Sunday. So they're already – our week one opponent is already dealing with it. And just let's just all say a prayer right now for what Matt June, you know, for Tua and whoever that fill in left tackle is, for what Matt Judon is going to do to them on Sunday. Uh, well, that's why I'm starting here. I, I, I drafted your guys' defense in my fantasy league. So, what I like to do with, and, and we're, so we're, that this is a good segue to this, and we, and we can wrap up, is, you know, we're yeah. talking about doing this fantasy league. Um, so what I like to do with defense is actually I like to flip back and forth and play the matchups and just like trust bad offense almost over bad defense. Kind of you know what I mean. And I don't know if it's been like a premium on defense, but yeah, I mean our defense again. I think the top five defenses this season are going to be in some order. It's Washington, it's the Rams, it's us, and who's the other one? I was thinking. Oh, maybe Tampa. Uh, Tampa could be up there. Did you say 49ers already? I, I haven't, but they could be up there too. Um, I think Steelers could be up there if uh, everything goes well. Um, I think the Steelers and the Ravens are kind of top ten type of defenses, maybe not top five. Um, all right. Yeah. Um, Giants are, are are good, but they're not that good. Yeah, I mean, so those are kind of the top. I think the top three defenses, I'll just say, will be Rams, uh, Washington, and New England. Um, that, that that's just my my take on it. So I think that's a very good thing. The only problem is is the first six games we're starting Jalen Mills is our number two corner. I I think I, I, I think Tampa Bay is a better defense than you guys. Um, not with Gilmore. Without Gilmore, yes. Not with Gilmore. Yeah, but you're going to be without Gilmore for a little bit, aren't you? The first six games, but like again, yeah. So I was gonna kind of going through our schedule, and so. Again, I think we're going to beat Miami with or without Gilmore. We're going to beat the Jets with or without Gilmore for sure. We're right. going to beat the Saints with or without Gilmore. We're going to, we're, I think we'll lose to Tampa with or without Gilmore. We're going to beat the Texans with or without Gilmore. So we're 4-1 and one then without that affecting our record at all. Um, then I think the Dallas thing could be interesting. Um, I think that is the one game where maybe his absence slips things a little bit, even though I think yeah. he's still better than Dallas. See, I just think that, you know, that could matter. But wow. Belichick good circles around McCarthy so badly that we're going to win anyway. So um, That would be the only reason why, on paper, I think you guys are not better than Dallas. Oh, I disagree. Your I offense is a, their offense is way above your offense. You're higher on their Dallas's defense, though. I think Dallas Yeah, is no, that, that's where you guys are way better than them. But, like, I, I don't even know. I think the gap between your defenses is smaller than you think. I see you. You think Dallas's defense can be average, which I don't agree with. 
I think, yeah, I think your offense is going to be average. That that's the difference between yes. our. So, but but so if I were, if I were ranking it the units, I would go our 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 defense over Dallas's offense, but it's close. It is close. Mm-hmm. But I would take our defense, and then number three, I would take our offense, and then to me, their defense is an easy last place. See, I, I think you guys are both. Uh, I think, I think you you both are probably top fifteen on your offense and their defense. But I think their offense, especially if, if you're telling me you're not with Gilmore, their offense is better than your defense. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I just see. I'm not as high on their defense as you are. Like I. I yeah. definitely drafted a bunch of defensive players, but it's like I still I, I also like Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn was a huge upgrade from uh, who they had. Yeah, no, and 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 all of that is true. I just um I think they're more likely to jump to like twenty sec. I think they're like twenty second, maybe. I don't know what they were last year, but I could see them jumping. Like they were 20. like dead last last year, if I recall. Yeah. So I'm saying like like they're going to take a jump, but I don't think they're going to take enough of a jump. I think they'll be a top. Top fifteen, like fifteen or fourteen. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I, I think that's too high, though. I, I can't go right. there. Um, so I mean, we'll we'll see. But so I, I think that so we're looking at maybe one game, maybe where Gilmore impacts things, and then he's back, and then it sounds like it is more. Whatever it is, whether it's injury or contract or whatever, it seems like he is on the same page with the team. Um, if it is contract related, it seems like the deal may be like, hey, you can kind of go chill for the first six games and then you'll play on your salary for 11 games instead of 17, right? And right. just lower the wear and tear. That might be an, an arrangement they have. And, um, or if it's an injury, then it sounds like he's probably going to be back in week seven. So I'm not worried about Gilmore because the thing is, is Gilmore, even if it is money and he's disgruntled and everything, he's going to have to play to get the free agency. So and again, that's a next year problem, him hitting free agency. Um, but as far as this year's team, he's going to be back by week, you know, in week seven. And at that point, our defense just becomes, oh my God, I would not want to play that defense. No, no I think you guys are a top 10 defense for sure. Uh, uh, ceiling's top five, but. Um, I just don't know who, I just don't know who's blocking us. Again, and, 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 and look, I get that Gilmore is not going to be there for the first few games. But he's going to be playing more games, or at least he should. He's going to play in more games than he misses. So it's just again when you have all this, power, all these front seven guys coming after you. Yeah, but I think you're sleeping on. I think you're sleeping on the Browns, Gilmore. Like, oh my god. My, my issue is you're sleeping on the Browns, the 49ers. Uh, I think you're sleeping on the Steelers a little bit. I think you're sleeping on the Bills. I think I think you're sleeping on a lot of teams for a top five. Oh, I think the Browns and, and the Niners um, could definitely push for top five. But again, yeah. I think if you're looking at top three, I just think the Patriots, Washington, and the Rams have it. But we could be a little worse than you know, the Jalen Mills thing could not go very long. We could be a little worse. I don't know. I, I think you'll be like – I think realistically, I, I, I see you guys anywhere from seven to nine. I think that's too low. But I think I I think I I think that's where I I foresee you guys. But like, that's good enough for you guys to be a wild card contender. Yeah, I mean, I I just um, 
I think we'll be average. We'll, we'll be an average passing team. We'll be a really good running team. We'll be an elite defensive team, and then that's going to be twelve and five. That's that's my stance. Um, I think I again, that, that that might be a little too high, but like I can see you guys being like, like 10, 7, 9, 8. I, I think ten is too low. I think we're minimum eleven and six. Yeah, I think we we disagree on we that one, but that. but yeah, that's fine. Um, we'll we'll see what happens. Only uh only a few days away. Any any follow up before we wrap up? Nah, I, I I can't wait for. Uh, I think the first game is going to be a really good one. Oh, I think it's going to be a blowout. I, I think it's going to be yeah, but it's still going to be a good offensive game. Yeah, I mean it'll be, the final score will be like forty-one to twenty or something. Um, yeah, I, I I just again you're higher on Dallas than I am. So I'm not wow. that high on Dallas to say go against Tampa Bay, but yeah, um, yeah. So we'll see. We will see. So, uh, all right. Well, thanks for coming on, Raleigh. And uh, all right, I'll see you. All right, I'll see you.